At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Sideline Talk. I am the humble beast, Herb Lewis. Old school Alice in the place to be. Y'all know what it is. Boy, Ryan the King, holler at your boy. Yes. Football season, we're getting closer and closer and closer and closer to the regular season. Um, today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about the preseason football. Of course, McGregor Mayweather this weekend. Definitely got to dissect that a little bit. You look concerned. Shout out to Tank. Yeah, I'm concerned that he's talking about that fight. Well, you know, save your concern for a little later. We'll discuss. <laughs> we'll discuss that. Um, yeah, shout out to Tank. Anquan Bolden is in the news. He retires from NFL today, so we'll discuss that in a few moments. Also, we got two guests in the studio: Peter Lang, Vic Monska, Vince Monska. What did I say? Vic, I'm bugging. Vince Mosca, MMA fighter. Vic Mosca is here, so we'll discuss that. Um, what you have coming up and everything, but also these guys talk sports, so this should be fun. Let's start with Anquan Bolden. 14 years, decided to hang it up. A few weeks ago, we had a discussion: Does Bolden make the Hall of Fame? And I believe everybody in here said no. I said Because I, I take that back. If I say no, I take that back. You take that back? Yeah. I think he absolutely will. I said, well, we said we said it'll take a while. Yeah. If he gets in, it's going to take a while. Actually, with the way T.O.'s going to bump back a little bit, uh, he might he might not be an early Hall of Famer. Who's that? Oh. Uh, Anquan. Oh, okay. Uh, T.O., you know, he's what's he Third ballot now before he's even in. Yeah, this is his third time. This is third. Yeah, this is third. He got passed over twice. Didn't get in first year. Then he won the second year. Didn't get in second year. Well, this will be his second year. So the third year is coming up. Okay, gotcha. That sucks. But you say he gets in? Yeah, I definitely think Anquan Bolden's a Hall of Famer. I mean. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's well over 10,000 yards, a ton of touchdowns. I mean, I think for sure he is. Okay. Um, when I was looking at it earlier last week, he was only a few catches, a few yards, and a few touchdowns from top 10 or 15 in everything. Right. So I think he gets in. I think what will actually help him get in even more is that he's liked and he has a personality that would fit on inside the NFL mm-hmm. or game day or good he's, morning football. Right. He's always a man of the year candidate. Right. And so. he, he does work in the community. Right. Yeah, so he don't have that T.O. or Randy Moss type. Well, not to put any bad karma on Randy Moss because he's not option. Stop it. He's not up there yet. But Stop it. he don't have that 
uh, T.O., Chris Carter, Michael Irvin type of complex where people just didn't like them mm. for whatever reason. Okay. Yeah, uh, a direct quote from Anquan Bolden. He said today that his life is bigger than football. Right. So I think he's going to do more or less touching people, making everybody have like a better life moving forward. Exactly. People need help. I think something that's interesting too is uh, he actually has about 100 more catches than Torrey Holt. He has. It's the same amount of yards. He's about 200 yards short of Torrey Holt, and he has nine more touchdowns than Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt got in his second chance. So, yeah, I mean, that's I crazy. I guess that's enough right there that Anquan Bolden should be in. Exactly. I mean, you got a USA Today high school All-American. You got a BCS National Championship. Mm-hmm. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Wilson Payton, NFL Man of the Year. Three-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. I mean, you had a good career in football. Very so, good so, career. So, Very decorated career. Right. Not to mention... Pound for pound might be the toughest wide receiver. You know, was, maybe Steve Smith. I guess Steve Smith the, the toughest. But, yeah, the breaking of, you know, when he broke his face against the Jets three weeks later. That's crazy. He tried to play the next week. Exactly. He played some screws in his face, and he tried to play, yeah. but they just didn't clear him. Yeah, that guy is had a great career. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Later on down the line, but definitely get sent. Um, yeah, don't put no bad come on Randy Moss, please. <laughs> <laughs> but even if Randy Moss, his troubles with the media, I still say he should get it on his first ballot simply because he changed the game of football. Because, you know, it's kind of like, how can I put it? All right. Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time, right? We wouldn't put, besides you, many wouldn't put Chris Carter in the same breath as Jerry Rice as far as changing the game, the way the wide receiver position is played. Okay? Then here comes Randy Moss with the, the freakish athlete, you know, catching everything, the big persona, you know, he got Moss. That term is everywhere now. And then you got like you know Calvin Johnson was another one that kind of the even bigger receiver who can who can run routes like he five nine that's crazy. And then I ain't gonna I'm gonna just stop there because I'm gonna make Al mad because if somebody else in the league right now is trending that way as well. Ooh, Becky. Yes. You mean Julio? No, <laughs> Julio's in the mode of like like Calvin. Julio looks like Calvin to me, except he's two inches shorter. But I think with Odell doing at under six feet. It's unreal. Wide receiver wise, he's he alright. <laughs> he alright. Yeah, wide receiver wise. I think uh, you know Julio's like Randy Moss as far as his playing ability. Except Randy had to me, he had more ball skills than mm-hmm. Julio does. Where he had, he just had like an extra sense. You know, he was pitching the ball, making one hand catches. He was doing unreal stuff. You don't see out of people that size. Exactly. Like, Julio does some similar things, but he's not as iconic as Randy Moss. Right. Whereas Odell is it's a iconic. smaller receiver, but he's very iconic. Mm-hmm. He has the image, the persona, all the stuff to be a great, rare player. Exactly. Back to Moss, like, I may not be remembering correctly, but I know he had the problems at the end of uh, Minnesota and right. Oakland, but did he have the same media problems that T.O. had, or was it just like the... It's, it wasn't really... No. It was actually everything off the field. It was right? off the field. Um, getting suspended. Um, I'll play when I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas T.O. was, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was his problem. 
I think a lot of people kind of forgot about Randy Moss's issues because he has a job with ESPN now. So yeah. Whereas T.O., you know, he might have that TV, you know, image that you want as far as how vocal he is. But Randy, I don't think he had it as much as T.O. did mm-hmm. because he wasn't really considered the cancer that T.O. was that I think that exactly. it's core put him on front of the TV where people can see him. Right. And people really don't have issues with Randy Moss. Right. And I not think to mention. Oh, I'm sorry. I think he was more the same. He was the same as T.O. as far as destroying locker rooms. It was more tolerated because of the revenue uh, that he was he was generating in. I mean, you go to Minnesota, he destroyed that locker room. You go to Oakland, destroyed that. Well, even, he even had issues at, at the Patriots that made well, him trade him back to Minnesota. And then he blew the second chance in Minnesota. Then went to t- Tennessee and got <laughs> like he pretty much bounced around on, every team. Hold on, Al, 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 stop, Al. Mid two thousand, you guys did. Me, I'm a T.O. fan. I take T.O. Simply because I love what Moss do, but I can throw the ball to T.O. anywhere on the field, and he's going to catch it. Like the catch against Green Bay in San Francisco. When he got hit, what it was like triple covered. First of all, Steve Young was concussed for throwing that ball. <laughs> Let's let that be known. But to to hold on to that catch after so many drops within that game and take the hits, oh, T.O. all day long. Exactly. That play without want mentality. Nah, Doc, I, I can't have that. T.O. was his whole thing was um, the man in front of me can't stop me. Get me the ball. Period. I personally like Randy Moss more, but I take T.O. over him. He's more of a complete player in my eyes. Yeah, T.O. is more physical to me as far as Randy, mm-hmm. Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. I mean, T.O. will block on the outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll block downfield. Like, <laughs> I've seen T.O. do that in Dallas. Because it was like some games it was like Moss wouldn't show up. Like, he'd yeah. get like one catch for like a point. I was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was on that roster. Yeah, <laughs> they threw him the ball, and he, like, moved out of the way. Oh, he he want them problems? <laughs> like, listen, catch the ball, Ed, because I'm not fitting to get hit by you. No, thank you. What's you oh, you looking you looking upset right now. <laughs> nah, it's personal preference. Me, I'm taking him off. Yeah, I understand. Going back to Lambeau, got a touchdown. He mooned the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I like that disrespectful type of stuff. I'm wondering what that. I mean... It is what it is. See, now I'm curious. Just in history, if you could have one receiver, who would it be to play on your team? Whatever. Oh, Period. Whatever. From now, from football beginning up to now, like who's that one player at receiver that you would love to have on your team? What type of line I got? <laughs> you got <laughs> Dallas offensive line this year. Oh, I got, I got Dallas offensive yes. line? Yes. No, I want Dallas offensive line last year. All right, last year. Cool. Last year, I'm good with that. Matter of fact, you can have Dallas '90s offensive line with Nate Newton, and you can have that offensive line. Yeah, I'll take the stand. <laughs> uh, I know what I'm going for, man. I think the most prototypical like wide receiver of all time was Calvin Johnson. I'm just off like the size, the speed, and all of that. Uh, he didn't have a great track record. I mean, he's short career, but uh, mm-hmm. I think guys like To, Calvin Johnson, just like the big, tall guys that can run like they're you know five nine, but they're six four. You know? Right. Uh, Calvin Johnson or T.O., I think, are probably like the two guys that come to mind immediately. Yeah, I think I'm taking Calvin, too. I mean, I think, obviously, like Vince said, he has the shorter career, but the size, the speed, the strength combination is ridiculous. I mean, exactly. It was never an issue in the locker room. I mean, the Lions stuff kind of came out afterwards, but I don't think 
it's he he was the problem. I think the franchise was exactly. the issue, and he just didn't want to be a part of the NFL culture with the drugs that go in the locker room, like the mm-hmm. painkillers, and he didn't want that addiction or right. any of those health problems. You you, you won't say it. No, who mine is? I don't. Yo. I don't know who. Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Okay. Hands. Okay. Throw it anywhere. I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> so I had two in mind. Since y'all took the other guy, I'm going with Larry Fitzgerald. I was thinking. I'm going Larry Fitz. Fitz can do everything. Yeah. And any yes, I take Fitz. And he's a good guy for your locker. Yes, I take Fitz all day long. He would be my second pick. He, you refuse hey, to say he's. Pick is a. B. I think a. Chill. Is uh-huh. No, thank mm-hmm. you. I hate this. I'm out of hope. Nope. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I, don't, I really don't know who that is. I'm out of hope. Tell him put on another jersey. But no, you got to respect what. No, you don't. Yeah, my top, my top three will be Chris Carter, Fitz, like he said, and I'm a Julio guy. I really am. I really do like Julio a lot. Yeah, Julio. Especially when he stay healthy. Yeah, Julio is the truth. Let's talk this. Let's talk Ravens football. Week two preseason. Um, who stood yeah. out? Was that good? Uh, we doing good, bad, ugly. Let's good, bad, ugly. Let's do it that way. Because <laughs> he about to go. Hey, I'm all aboard the bandwagon of Josh Woodrum over Mallet. In a heartbeat? Yes, that's the good. My, you know, <laughs> I, I personally don't think Mallet is all that. Like, at this point, his career seven years deep or whatever he is. He just looks like he doesn't understand the position in the NFL. Gotcha. Whereas Woodrum, this guy was picked up off the streets, what, two, three weeks ago, and he looks like he's not. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to say he's dominating the NFL, but you throw him out there and he's completing all his passes exactly. the first game. He's not afraid to take off with the ball. He fumbled and he rebounded right after it. You mm-hmm. know, like he just looks like he gets it. Yeah, he he makes his adjustments well. Um one thing about him is that you that you gotta factor in is the hunger. Because yeah. he's undrafted, because he's out of Liberty University, you know what I mean? And nobody is looking at was Josh Woodrum? Like, man, nobody's watching this guy. What school he went to? Liberty. Liberty. Exactly. Was school? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So, like, he was with. He's with what the Colts, the Colts practice squad or so last year. The Giants, right? The Giants a little bit. Then he come here, and I, I just like his fire. I think he earned reps against um, Buffalo's first team Saturday. He, oh, yeah. he earned and he has to get something. So that way you got to see, you know, you can see what you really have against him, whether it's, you know, he's looking this good on guys who are going to be truck drivers or playing in the BFL or, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of question, like, what the Ravens are holding on to Mallet for because any guy that gets rid of by Bill Belichick, like Belichick got rid of him, like, and he mm-hmm. had a ton of potential coming in, and then on top of that, he was cut from Houston because he overslept the practice, correct? Like, exactly. Yeah, so he's shown he's not that hungry for it. Either. Exactly. I think he cares. I think he's just there for the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't want that in the locker room. But besides Woodrum, was there any other good? Yeah. Um, defense, again, I'm going to say everybody on the front line because everybody on the front line was getting pushed. Um, who stood out, not really as much as – he did the first game, but Ty's Bowser is, a, is an outside <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> he's a beast. 
He is an outside linebacker I'm, in this league. I'm sorry. So I don't like to be right, <laughs> but I'm right. I'm just saying. Right. I'm right. That, we that, called it. We called it, man. That J1 no, I mean, the undrafted cornerback. Hey, I was reading earlier this week that they actually have him above Marlon Humphrey in the rotation right now. Mm-hmm. And Humphrey was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he had the injuries, but he might be another guy just like Woodrum where he's the undrafted, hungry player who's – Working his tail off day in and day out, and he wants that job. Exactly. exactly. I like that he trusts his technique. I mean, it's been a couple of times where many professional top-tier NFL quarterbacks would have panicked and reached out and committed a foul, and he's just right there making a play with his technique, not getting beat down the field. Yeah, you'll let somebody catch the ball, but it's, it's NFL. You can't really defend the perfect pass, and it's going to happen once right. or twice. I would love to see him, you know, line up against uh, Joy Matthews, but I don't think he's going to play this weekend. Yeah, he got It's a chest issue. Yeah, chest. Yeah. yeah. I think he got to week one. fracture in his chest. Yeah. Yeah, he said he'll play week one for sure. Yeah. But, well, we're going to see him against Jay, um, Zay Jones. But that's what I, I want to see. Zay Jones going to be legit. Yes. I think Marlon Humphrey needs some some, uh, some more reps with the first. Well, let just, him. Just to, hum, just to hum, like, not really humble him, but. Let him understand that there's a difference between yeah, college wide receivers and college open to pro wide receiver pro open. Well, I think I think he understands that now. It took Jimmy Smith a minute to kind of get catch that. I think Humphrey understands that now, just in, in practice. I understand, but practice and game are two different. Situations. It is, but if you if if you you know that that's very it ain't true. like our wide receivers get any separation besides yeah. Perryman. <laughs> and well, Mike Wallace. Well, wait a minute. You Mike forgot Mac. We got Wallace and Macklin. Like this ain't last year's. We can, this is separation three. Okay, that's a separation trio. Okay. Well, yeah. After the catch. <laughs> Another good was uh, Buck Allen. He looked pretty good. And his rookie year, I thought he did a great job. And last year, I don't know if he was in the doghouse or what, but he. Uh, was he strictly special teams? He blocked a punt that Chris Moore scored, mm-hmm. but he looked pretty good. I think it's more in in Buck's case last year. It was a numbers game because yeah. you did have you, you had Kenneth Dixon, who I thought fell in the draft. Like like, why did he fall to the forefront? Yeah, he was very productive. Yes, college. Kenneth Dixon was like he what he was the all time touchdowns leader between him for him, and then Kenny Reynolds. Yeah. He had like 70-something touchdowns. Exactly. So, when he you had that. You had Terrence West. Um, even Taylor. Well, Taylor was hurt most of the time. Yeah, but he had, um, what's his name? Justin Forsett. Yeah, and Forsett, too. So, it was a numbers game, I thought. Yeah, and West did a lot better last year than they thought. Because he had exactly. an incredible off-season conditioning program. And he shocked them. He ended up being the starting mm-hmm. back when he was just a practice squad guy they picked up after, you know, he... Didn't do well in Cleveland or Tennessee. Exactly. What do you guys think about Terrence West and Woodhead kind of being the guys this year? With that was my question to you, actually. Did <laughs> <laughs> so we move on to the bag, bag segment yet? Oh, my gosh. How was that the bag? Don't pay him no mind. How was Terrence West the bad? <laughs> Six carries and negative two yards? How the hell is that the bad? Yeah, I can say the fumble, yeah. And the fumble? Right. That was Six good. carries, negative two yards. And the fumble. <laughs> that's not the bad. All I'm going to say about that. From your starting running back, that's not the bad. No. Right. If you look at his games last year, though, Terrence West kind of picked it up as the game went on. 
And they had a makeshift offensive line mm-hmm. this week. They had an undrafted guy with the ones. So. And and not only that, when you understand Terrence West as a back, he's more of a downhill running back. He like he needs that system. Him running in a zone type of scheme, that's not really his strong suit. I think this not, this year with more, you know, eye formation, more power sets, you know, where you just go ahead, hit the hole, make it, you know, and hit it strong, he should be a lot more productive this year. I'm, I'm excited to see what he do because not only that, it's a it's a money year for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a big money year for him. So if, if he performs well here, oh, you know, we'll, we'll reward him. I think it depends on how much Woodhead can actually stay on the field too. To that's the, the that's the key. Well, Terrence West's biggest downfall is pass protection. Yeah, yeah. Because if he can't, if you can't block, you ain't getting on the field. No. Period. That's how that's how it is. You got to protect five. Hey, you put uh, Terrence West negative rushing yards in the bad and not the ugly. That's <laughs> <laughs> so that means somebody was worse. Yeah, somebody had to be worse. I thought. Matter of fact, no, I ain't going back to the bad yet. Forget you. You going back to good. All right. We said Jalen Hill. We said um, who else? We said was Bowser's. good. Oh, Bowser Woodrum. Oh, is it Woodrum or Woodrow? Yeah, Woodrum. Woodrum. Yeah. Um. I like Ricard. Yeah, I thought Ricard. I thought. Matter of fact, I thought Ricky Ortiz is Ricky Ortiz is going to be the starting fullback. That Taylor Farrell, he going to get cut. Ortiz <laughs> was solid at fullback, and I thought bringing Ricard to play fullback in the backup role. You know, from DE to fullback, show his versatility that he can play both sides of the ball and play it pretty effectively. So I, I was impressed with him. Yeah, and that's what you want when you're coming down to those last few roster spots. You want the guys who are versatile. You know, they can play here, here, here. Exactly. As far as the guys who are one dimensional, if you're on the bubble and you're not doing great in your one dimension and you can't do anything else, then that's when you get shown the door. Exactly. Oh, I'm gonna put Illuminor. And good as well. Hold up, forget you, cause it's no, 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 don't, nope. No? You want to put the whole offensive line in the ugly? No, I don't. Cause I wanted to put the whole offensive line in the good. No, in the okay. <laughs> they go in the I mean, okay. They weren't good. They weren't. They weren't bad. It was, it was like a mix of second string offensive line, but, which you would expect it to look like. Cause it, like, all right, you had like pre snap penalties. But they, I thought each of them, including Illuminor, had a lot of uh, plays where they dominated. Yeah. Like Ryan Jensen getting pushed in the backfield by Sue. Come on. It's Sue. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sue. It, it wasn't consistent, but it happened. All right, it's Sue. But other than that, I'm like, all right, he looked pretty good. Hurst looked pretty decent, you know, with Charles Harris over there. Like, okay. I'm like, all right. We look, they look decent. Austin Howard looked strong at times, you know what I mean? Illuminor, like you said, I thought Illuminor played pretty well. I'm excited to see the starting offensive line come week one. What that looks like. I think they go with Stanley at left tackle. Jensen, move him to left guard. Put Zutah at center. Uh, Please don't. Yonda, <laughs> Yonda right guard and Austin Howard right tackle. I don't yeah. know who the left guard spot is. I think they were really relying on Alex Lewis. But, oh, yeah. Because he was great last year before he got hurt, but it's just a part of the game. Could we expend Yonda on the left-hand side? No. 
No, no, leave him where he at. Yeah, he I would rather him protect Joe Flacco blindside with a bad back than well, he got or him and Stanley protecting Joe back blindside. Okay. Personally, I think you put the stronger guard with the weaker tackle because he can help him out if okay. there's a twist or it's, a slant. Right. So you go with the stronger tackle here or stronger tackle and weak guard on the left. So if they come inside on a slant, he can pick him up. Whereas on the right, where the right tackle is not usually the better of the pass blockers, right. you put Yonda there, so if they're slanting inside, you have someone reliable to pick him up. Exactly. Exactly. Because Austin Howard has moments where, you know, he's really good. Like, if just go back to the playoff game against, against uh, the Texans. He had Clowney locked up quite a few times. You know, they try to stun his way. Oh, I got it. You know. He was. He looked pretty solid. I would really like to see James Hurst at left guard. I don't want to see Zoot on the field. That's probably what it is for me. Yeah, I personally didn't want Zoot to back. Yes. I don't think anybody in this room wanted him back. But I'm just going off of what they're thinking. Yeah. That I think they're going to give Utah his job back and, and bring Jensen to guard. I like Jensen a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's a mauler, so right. guard wouldn't be a bad spot for him. And I think since Flaggle has been out. Bringing Zuta back, the familiar, uh, the familiar, uh, I can't say the word right now. We're, we're taking the snap. Yeah, that's there. Exactly. So that that's that's a, a curve that you ain't gotta you know go over right now. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm I'm more or less like you. I want Zuta on the field. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally <laughs> don't want him there. I was just going off of what I yeah. see. But yeah, I mean, I see that as the starting line. Yeah. I just don't. I don't want to see that as a starting line. But at least Probably. add some weight. Because he's what? He was under 300 pounds he playing like center. Defensive and playing center. Exactly. He just get thrown around like, listen, man. All right, Steve. Put him on like nothing but. <laughs> Steak. What should he even add weight? Horse meat. Horse Tons. <laughs> just hook him up. <laughs> like, man. You got to eat. You got to eat, but. Let's meet though. <laughs> we, we, we'll address that later. We'll address that later. <laughs> All right. We need I, to send some out to Brandon Ingram. Would Brandon that work? Ingram. Brandon Ingram, don't worry about Brandon. He's gonna be just fine. No, I know play wise he's gonna, he be, gonna just be just fine. fine. He's gonna get strong. It's it's the Kevin Durant's thing, man. He's gonna get stronger with age. Right. Like look at Kevin Durant now compared to when he came in the league. Alright. He like a giant. <laughs> oh, I gotta talk to Eagles. One because I feel like I'm a I'm not an Eagles fan per se. You're an Eagles. Yeah, I, I watch them a lot. Like I watch a lot of Eagles, and it might have been it might have been the the Michael Vick and the To days with To and McNabb. That might have had to, to do with it. But then you go from that to Macklin and Shady and and who's up? Oh, Deshaun. Oh, yeah. See, that's exciting. And then what they do, what they added this offseason intrigues me to the point where I'm this close of putting them above the Giants to win the division. I can't do it yet. I'm still leaning towards the Giants. Nothing he dropped this year. Like, I, th- I said that before the Zeke suspension. I just think they take a step back. They, yeah, I think they relied on too much defensively. Now, granted, Jalen Smith. He's the truth. Like I wanted, I wanted the Ravens to draft him. Still, like, listen, I don't care. Take, get him now. You know what I mean? But I think he's gonna be solid. But with Demarcus Lawrence and his issues, 
You lost your starting corners. You lost. You lost your whole starting secondary besides um, Orlando Scandrick. Right. I think the Cowboys' problem is you're coming to year two with Dak, so you have to open the playbook up a little more. And this is something you saw with RG three, where mm. you know they kind of custom tailor the playbook to the rookie quarterback, so they're not overwhelming him. But uh, you have teams like the Buccaneers where they threw it all at Jameis right away, and now he's going into what year four. Yeah. Three, yeah, and he's about to just flourish. You got all the James is gonna be the early. truth. So, but as far as the Eagles go, I think uh, when they picked Derek Barnett in the first round, a lot of Eagles fans didn't like that pick. But me yes. personally, I, love yes. I saw yes. I saw Terrell Suggs <laughs> in him because he's a great, productive college football player mm-hmm. because of a bad combine. And my opinion as far as the combine goes is you're not doing these drills on the field. No. You want a productive player, not just a guy with potential. Because there are people with potential in the NFL who are in year four. People are still talking about their potential. Well, at some point, that potential has to turn into production. Exactly. Exactly. I just just seen something that – what's his name? LeGarrette Blunt is possibly on the – could be could be headed out of Philly already. Already, really? Yeah. yeah. Hey, something this good. way. I was like, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't understand that. The best the Eagles looked last year was when Ryan Matthews was running the ball well, and I feel like you know Sproles can't be an every down back. No. You, know, you got to have Garrett one in there. Right. Two downs. Um, I think the whole season comes down to Wentz developing. If Wentz takes that next step up, yeah. You know, I think the defense looks good. I think you know, Alshon Jeffrey's a huge pickup, even if he's just a rental. But um, what's your thoughts on Torrey Smith? I love Torrey Smith until we got rid of Jordan Matthews. Like, I love Darnold too, but Jordan Matthews I thought would have been the perfect compliment. On exactly. Uh, so, I am I guess you gave up on Nelson Aguilar. I gave up on Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying about this is the worst receiver in the NFL. Like, hey, I, I believe what the Eagles coach is doing because I think Aguilar did something to make them give Jordan Matthews up because – did yeah. They have Matthews playing slot a lot the last three years. Yeah. He's he's one of the potentials who did not turn into production. No, he does. Like he don't like he don't work hard enough. I don't care, man. But, but, oh yeah, I was just saying. I think that with you have Alshon Jeffrey as number one receiver, so. I mean, I think he's not as good as he should be. He's still he's still a good receiver, but I think he has the potential to be a great receiver. Mm. Torrey Smith, he's a solid two. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he's fast. He's a good deep threat. That'll take the top off. And then Aguilar, I mean, I don't want to overrate him, but I just feel like there's something he did this offseason to make his game better where the coach is thinking, well, now we can get rid of Jordan Matthews to help right. our defense out. We have a trading piece. Right. Like he's ready to to show what he did at USC exactly. that can be translated to the he NFL. Open, he just doesn't catch the ball. And, I mean, route running is 70% of the job, even though catching the ball is probably more important. Oh, yeah. But the you... important thing, too, is I think this has got to be the year that Zach Ertz breaks out. Because Zach Ertz, he's been <sighs> better tight ends, but he's never really taken that next step That's up. true. He's got all the ability to that is true. He'd be a huge help to Wentz if he broke out. That's like, true. You know how upset I'd be in fantasy. Let me get Ertz. That's a steal. Then, damn, Ertz, what are you doing? Yeah. So inconsistent. Very. Shot with a stoppage. Al, you got him? Yeah. 
Shop it, right. stop it. Uh, the rules to the game is, if you like what we're saying, you're shopping it. If you disagree with what we're saying, you stop it. Um, this is a Actually, this would kind of... Well, the first one is a real shot, but stop it. Conor McGregor will perform better than everyone anticipates. <laughs> shot, but stop it. I'd say shop it, but I don't give him a chance of winning. I don't think he's going to look as dumb as people think he's going to look out there. And I'm a big Conor guy. I have faith in him. But a lot of people are sleeping on him like he can't do anything in the boxing ring. But I think he'll do better than what people think. But I don't think he's got a shot at winning the fight. I'll say stop it because uh, I think a lot of people actually think Conor's going to win the fight. And I think that's a, that's a problem <laughs> that people think this is going to be anywhere near a remotely competitive fight. Uh, I think Conor will come out hard the first couple rounds, but I don't think it looks like he'll be in his league at all at any point in the fight. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, I'll stop that now. <laughs> I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put an emphasis hey, on the perform. Face, the look on his face says it all. He's so come out hard right now. You stop it. Okay, go. Go <laughs> Go in. Look, listen. He gonna have a nice entrance. <laughs> nice entrance and he, the entrance. Yeah. The he might not even win the entrance because Floyd he still he be might, putting some money. He might come out with a whole king uh, African suit or something. Just something real crazy. And I'll be like, yes. <laughs> I'm watch that. That's petty. See, I'm going to put emphasis on the word perform. And then I'm going to shop it. Because I think that's what it's going to be. I think. He gonna be in the ring. He gonna be taunting. He gonna play to the crowd. You know, he gonna shuffle. He he gonna do much to hit a Floyd or anything. But as far as selling and, and like trying to egg him on, you know, I think that part he gonna do pretty well. It really depends on what people's expectations are. Yeah, Floyd's an older fighter. He's not a knockout fighter. He's had a lot of hand injuries in the past. Exactly. I don't see Floyd hitting him and kind of just breaking in half. He is a big, strong. You know, he's a younger fighter, but. It's not going to be a competitive fight. No. That's what people expect, really. I mean, yeah. If they expect Connor to like, get knocked out in the first round, then yeah, it'll be better. But yeah, it'll be better than that. <laughs> yeah, again. It'll be a lot better than that. Expectations. I like Conor McGregor in a MMA ring only. Exactly. I love watching Conor McGregor in the, in the cage. Right. But mm. In the cage, I'm a fan of Conor. Outside of it, in a boxing ring, mm-mm. My big thing with Connor is I don't think he's actually like he's shown like he's a good striker in, in like the MMA sense, but I don't think he's a very good boxer. I think he looks like a C class boxer. In- oh. Yeah, he looks like a C class boxer. I see him throw a jab in MMA. He relies mm-hmm. on the pullback, the left hand, mm-hmm. over committing on him, and it, it, Floyd's not going to do that. I mean, he no. tried to box with Nick Diaz the first time, and it just <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he's not a great boxer. Right, <laughs> he's like a C. <laughs> Compared to Floyd, he's a, he's a D boxer. Yeah. So. We're also talking about going up against one of the goats. He's not just right. testing. You can make the argument he's one of the best, he's the best player of all time. You can make that, you can make that argument for sure. This isn't like well, Jordan going to baseball, baseball where you know he's <laughs> trying something new and he's starting at the lower level where he's going right into the ocean with the big fish, not the little yeah. pond. Okay, what's the Second next one? question. Shop or to stop it. We have seen the end of Cavs winning championships for a while. Shop. Shop. Super shop. Stop shopping. Save. Stop. I'm shop save. I'm I'm shopping at Kroger's. I'm shopping at Giants. <laughs> I'm shopping at Super Fresh. It's, Price right. They're one and done. It's a wrap. Cleveland is one and done. That is it. That is. It's over. It's over. 
They don't one. They don't have. They're so cash strapped that they can't make a competitive roster to for uh, Golden State. They can't do it. And then all this, you know. Then LeBron won't commit. And now Kyrie is, you know. I think he kind of softened his stance on wanting to be traded a little bit. He said he wanted to be traded because he thought LeBron wanted out or wanted him out. Wanted him out. Right. Yeah, for for the fans that listen that don't know the real reason why he said he wanted to be traded. Um, during the draft, the GM at the time, David Griffin, they had to trade in place. It was with three teams. You were going to send Kyrie Irving to Phoenix. In return, Cleveland was going to receive Eric Bledsoe. And they will receive Paul George from Indiana. Whereas the picks involved were going to go to Indiana. But David Griffin said, okay, LeBron, if you commit to more than this year, we'll pull the trigger on the trade. And he wouldn't commit. So, but in Kyrie's mindset, he feels as though they had to ask LeBron first. You know, is that an okay thing to do before even, you know, putting a trade together? LeBron is a GM. Exactly. Well, yeah. Unofficially, but yeah. yeah <laughs> so that's why he took, you know, he took offense to it. But they don't they don't have enough to complete compete with uh Golden State. I think that's it's a that goes back to the C and T generation. The the cookies and tater generation. Okay. That's some soft stuff. You don't want me. That is soft. I feel one. That is pretty soft. Kyrie, you are the second best player on your team. Yeah. And I don't really like Kyrie had a lot of success on his own either way before the got there. I don't think he ever got into the playoffs. No. I mean, he was successful at getting number one picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, they got more wins each year, too, though. He was successful at getting number one picks. I think he got one, hey, number two one time. Listen, <laughs> listen it, it happens. But, you know, winning titles, it's a wrap. They all gone. Yeah, they there's no way. There's no way they were supposed to win that, that one that they got. So be happy, Cleveland. The curse is over. They move. They will be. They climbing for sure. The Bucks looks Get my yes. man a piece over there, please. Long somebody. As long as the Bucks are healthy, that's the only thing. Like if Jabari is healthy, okay. Thumbmaker is going to get better. Like what you seen last year, he getting the reps. He's going to be a lot better. So with Brogdon, yeah, the Bucks is definitely on the rise. Yeah. What's the next one, Al? All right. So that's pretty much the shot, but to stop it. Um, question is, what rookie offensive player has impressed you the most and defensive player? This NFL. In NFL. So far, what's the most impressive uh, offensive rookie? To you, and this is any team. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I don't think he'll start right now for the Chiefs, <laughs> but I feel like the Chiefs picked him for a reason. You know, uh, they know there's a ceiling with Alex Smith. Alex Smith, in my opinion, mm-hmm. will be the guy to win you a Super Bowl. You'll be consistently good with him, but you'll never be great with him. Whereas you saw the pre-draft comparisons for Mahomes. Where they're calling him like Brett Favre, you know, gun swinging. He was running. Yeah, he, he was launching it. Hmm? Nah, Roland said we need to start a GoFundMe account so John can buy a cell phone out with a sweat. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, the arm be tied as a whole. 
But yeah, I think they believe that Andy Reid, he's good with quarterbacks, so I think that Mahomes' athleticism and arm strength is definitely an upgrade over Alex Smith. He just doesn't have the NFL mindset yet right now. Maybe I'd say if Alex Smith got hurt, he would start at some point this year and win them games, but I think next year the job is his. Defensively. Uh, I didn't get to see much of Week Two's preseason games, but I we talked about Derek Barnett earlier, mm-hmm. and I think T.J. Watt was pretty good as well. He he, mm. he had two sacks in like the first five minutes of his NFL exactly. Game, too, so uh, I don't know. That's that's what I'd have. To that's go impressive. With. I'm gonna agree with T.J. Watt on defense, and uh, again, I didn't see Week Two, but I thought Mitch Trubisky looked really good yes. in his Week One debut too. Yeah, he actually. Yeah, he was looking horrendous in practice. Mm-hmm. And all, you know, the camp leading up to it, but mm-hmm. he looked really good in Week One. Mm-hmm. He was solid week two. Yeah, yeah he might take that job, honestly. Yeah, yeah what you think? I'm a Watson fan, so I'm going to go Watson. Offense. Week two as well, or just week one? I don't I really see him week two. What? Well, he was, what, three out of ten, somewhere around there? He'll get better. Yeah. He'll get better. All right, defensively? Defensively, I'm going to be a homer. Tyus. I'm going to be a homer. Why not? (laughs) I think he can do everything that you need out of a linebacker. Cover, blitz, seal the edge. Like, he pretty much does everything you need out of an outside linebacker. He, uh, if you look at his college film from the bowl game, he was playing the spy on Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. He's the full package. He reminds me a lot of Jamie Collins. Exactly. Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Is spying on Jackson and even the Florida State game, they had him mirror covering uh, Dalvin Cook, Cook and mm-hmm. he did a great job. He's going to be something. Oh yeah, that's the type of guy. When when I was scouting him, you look at him, you say, "Okay, that's a Raven," because you can put him anywhere. You know, I need you to blitz. All right, cool. And if if the blitz is if the run is going to the opposite side, you see him. You know, making the play 15 yards downfield, 20 yards downfield, you know, chasing down the ball carrier. I'm like, and then even in the senior bowl, when he was in the senior bowl, same thing. I'm like, this kid can play. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to give props out to um, Hassan Reddick for first week as well. I think he did really well. Oh. You got a couple of shout outs from uh, Chris, Christian McCaffrey and TJ. Looks really good. Who said Christian McCaffrey? AJ Brown, AJ Workaholic Brown. Uh, shout out to AJ. Right. I, I thought it was gonna be rolling. I'm saying, right. you know, he be hating on Christian, man. Who? Uh, rolling. rolling. I'm still hating on Christian McCaffrey Robert for the record. Says, uh, Christian is the truth. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Who do you have as your rookies? Offensively. You go, ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I know what you're going to say offensively. Who I'm going to say? Listen, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. The dude in LA is, is That's not. obvious. <laughs> that's obvious. I said he was the best receiver in the draft, period, and he's out there just getting it in right now. So that's obvious. I'm not going to pick. Cooper, exactly. Cooper <laughs> exactly. That's the best I think I've ever seen Jared Goff make. I mean, he's wide open, so he should have made the throw. Right. Yeah, that, that was decided for sure. Yeah, Cooper Cup is is crazy, but I'm I'm gonna go a different route. 
I'm gonna say Kareem Hunt. I thought plays very well for Kansas City. Um, it was a lot. It's a lot of guys I thought played well in, in uh, their debuts. Defensively, Jalen Hill, by far undrafted. I don't think he what he has one completion on him in two games. Yeah, I mean, interception. Guys, I think top three cornerbacks exactly. every season. Which, hey, a lot of people discredit the preseason and say, oh, it's only preseason. Huh? Jalen Hill. Yeah. Like, people will be like, oh, it's only preseason. But would you rather your guys stand out in preseason or not fit in with the other yeah. guys? Yeah. And not only that, it's a guy who who has, you know, he's he living out of suitcase pretty much. You know, he ain't got no, no stability on his team. Nah. At any moment, he can be cut. Let him drop a pick. Let him have, you know, miss an assignment. Oh, you're gone, Jalen. Nah. Every single week, every practice, he is lights out right now. TJ Watt as well. That was my that was my guy, too. I, ain't gonna, I don't mean to say it like that because he's a stealer. But <laughs> TJ Watt as well was solid. Oh, Mahomes. Deshaun Kaiser, since you took Mahomes. Because... Deshaun Kaiser. I want to see what he do tonight against the Giants. I hope he gets some first-team reps against the Giants. But I thought Kaiser, not only did he play well, but he showed that he's ready for the big moments. The touchdown pass, that was, what, fourth and two? And he goes downfield. And ma- like, come on. That's ballsy. You know what I mean? Like, he was just, he was lighting it up to me. I think his situation, I don't want to say it's similar to Kansas City, but if you look at what the Browns have, Osweiler, you know what you're going to get. He's not an NFL quarterback. And Kessler, I think, I don't want to say he's as good as Alex Smith, but he's very very limited on his skill set. His arm strength isn't there. His accuracy is there. But I think uh, Kaiser just gives you a higher ceiling as a team. And the Browns had a good offseason, which you don't hear often. But they had a great offseason. Very good offseason. So, I think uh, Kaiser's going to win that job, no doubt about it. Quick, just a random fantasy question. What round would you draft the Browns defense? Or would you draft the Browns defense? Last. I mean, I think they're going to be solid, but I'm not going to over-invest in them. Or undrafted. I'm not over-investing in them. That, that, I'm just saying that might be a steal on the undrafted yeah. side because you what got is, Danny Shelton, you got Caleb Brantley, you got Jamie Collins, you got um, Christian Kirksey. The secondary, you got Hayden and Peppers. Um, and, Peppers. Uh, Pryor. Now Pryor. Pryor. Uh-huh. Jason McCourty. <laughs> Jason McCourty. The thing with the Browns yeah, is, Like, yo. My, my thing with the Browns is, you know, they have all the talent there, but one, are they going to gel? And two, if the offense is poured, then they're going to be on the field the whole game and they're mm-hmm. going to be exhausted. So, it's just not a reliable pick. What week is the Ravens' bye week? Because that's the week I'm picking them up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if everything else. If all 31 other defenses are picked up. Real quick, uh, Roland said, uh, could Kareem Hunt make C. West expendable? Would you trade a 2018 pick for West? Yeah. That's because both of them. You don't go T West. No, he said C West. Oh no, from Kansas. Oh, he said T West. My bad. No, would you would you grab yeah, C West from what, Kansas City? No. Yeah, he's saying that if what uh, you know how many running backs is coming out in the draft next year? Hell no. Hmm? 
I mean, you know, the saying about running backs, they call them a dime a dozen, but I think that uh, Charkandrick West could be released. I don't know who's going to trade for him when there are plenty of good running backs available. I mean, Carlos Hyde is still available. Yeah, he's up for <laughs> trades. D'Angelo Williams is a free yeah. agent. Ryan Matthews is healthy and, un- yeah, and available. Agent. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't trade the pick. AJ Workaholic Brown say, I know he's not a rookie, but wish everybody spot on Matarius Bryant. He's like a completely different receiver. This is when we say F Pittsburgh. <laughs> this is the point. Like, ah, oh, like when they drafted him, I was upset. I was just upset because I think I think as a talent, the kid is really really good, and just that's Pittsburgh. It's all over. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, Brian stays out of trouble. I think he's got top five, top ten talent. He ain't lying. He's a beast. Yeah. Especially next to Antonio Brown. He alright. Yeah, TD. He loving all that. Shut up, TD. Forget TD. He alright. Make sure you caught that. He alright. Um. But he also asked, uh, was we doing any NFL predictions today? NFL predictions? Yeah. Maybe we'll get to it. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I see Remy put up his whole breakdown. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. interesting. We a couple of divisions or whole NFL. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Whole, we'll see if we whatever. get to it. All right. Last question. And... I'm going to put it this way. Which one do you buy the most and which one will you sell the most? There's four options. Patriots getting a sixth ring. The Atlanta Falcons are still a Super Bowl contender. Dallas remaining dominant. Or NFL injury accuracy as a whole. Explain that one, Taewon. What, what does that one mean? I don't know if that's... Like they telling the truth about the injuries? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nobody tells the truth. Or about as far injuries. as about um, Joe is chilling right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one I'm buying the most is Patriots. I know, so I'm not buying the most. The one I'm selling the most is Falcons still a content. No, Dallas remained the dominant. I'm gonna sell that one. I'm buying the Falcons because I think they have to be more motivated than ever after blowing that lead and being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I think they had a good offseason as well, bringing Poe in. Oh, my God. And selling, I'd have to say, def- I think the Cowboys, because I think Zeke's suspension hurts, even though they still have some good backs. I think, like we talked about before, Dak as far as maybe a sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. And I think with a lot of rookies starting in that secondary, they're not all going to be on the same page right away. Maybe in a few years, that could be one of the better secondaries. Exactly. To be together because I like Jadobi Awuzie from Colorado. And I like Jordan Lewis. And Jordan uh, yeah. Lewis. But not this year. Not this year. From Especially with the talented receivers the Eagles have and the Giants and even Terrell Pryor in Washington. Like There's a lot of talented receivers in that division now. Mm-hmm. I would agree with P. I still buy the Falcons. I don't really, I don't really think they lost anything this off season. They, they've added Poe. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be just as hungry. I, I still think they're the best team in the NFC by yeah. far. Yeah, you add Poe and then you you get Desmond Tru- uh, Trufant back because he missed you know most of the season. You get your top cornerback. And you add Tack McKinley. Interesting yeah. how uh, Freeman does after the big contract. Right. Sometimes that's like a death sentence for some reason. Yeah. You know, the 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 one loss that hurt them the most is Kyle Shanahan. 
So we got to see, you know, because he was very creative moving Julio around. You know, Shanahan put his players in mismatch situations, and they exploited it very well. So we get to see how the offensive coordinator now steps in it, you know, kind of. I don't think he would try to mimic that. But, you know, his whole take on the offense. So that would be interesting to see. Uh TD say, I just want to hear y'all say the Ravens going to be 7-9. Shut up, TD. That's all. <laughs> uh, AJ Wilkerhollick Brown said, Cowboys missed the playoffs just because of the suspension. Mm, that's, that's huge. But something about the Falcons I think we left out was I think they have a, a dark horse rookie of the year cannon on defense with Duke Riley, the LSU linebacker. He has so much more speed. Him, Deion Jones. That's crazy. McKinley and uh, uh, Vic Beasley. That, That's a lot that of speed. Is, and Poe, he's fast for yeah, a Poe. big man. They have a lot of speed yeah. up front. Poe has what? What was it, 12 sacks in his career? Is he playing no tackle? <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> That is sick. AJ Brown said Falcons is a wild card team just because they expected to win. Oh, we'll see. I can yeah, I think they missed the playoffs. That's a that's a that's hell of a Super down. Bowl. That's a hell of a Super Bowl hangover. I'm selling the Patriots six ring. You selling that? Yes, I'm selling it. I'm selling it. I don't believe the hype. Remember, remember, this is not new for me. I said this last what two weeks ago when you asked me what's the most overhyped. I'm not believing it. I'm not believing it. Oh, no. the Patriots. Yes, I'm not believing it. I'm not believing the sixth ring. I'm and not. In their division. So this is this everybody in their division. Is it's been that way for 17 years. Al. We Hold know what they're gonna get. 13 Hold wins. On. 13 wins is easy. Hold All right, on. they're getting 13. Hold on. That's easy. Everybody in their division is fighting for the number one pick right now. You That's do realize right. that, right? That's every year. They're a whole division. You can't. You can't. It would be hard pressed to pick a year with nobody in that division besides the Patriots picking in the top five since two thousand. I guarantee. Like all of them gonna be top five. That's fine. Three, three teams. But that's that's normal. They Patriots they average thirteen wins a year. Fine, they get that. I and just they don't play think in the AFC South all. division. I believe. I don't care. Oh, let me check the division. They can go fourteen and two. I don't care. I don't believe they're getting six. I don't believe it. I don't I believe it. I'm advocating for six. I'm really not. I don't believe I'm it. Just saying I don't believe it's height. I think a healthy car keeps them out of the Super Bowl in Oakland. Their mm. car. I don't wow. know, man. I don't believe or that. or, wow. or a solid Deshaun Watson because I think last year with the Ooh. Texans, the they Texans struggled. played well against them in the playoffs, but when your quarterback can't complete screen passes, you can't expect to win a football game. Yeah. No, they got the NFC South. I'm sorry, not AFC South. They got the NFC South and the AFC West. The AFC then, West? Yeah. And then that 12 wins. Over division. <laughs> they get 12. They drop one. <laughs> 12 wins. They get 12. They go 12 and 4. I got fourteen to two. I ain't nah. I don't believe the Kool Aid. I do. The Madden curse is real. <laughs> I'm telling you. I think they go thirteen to three with Jimmy. Child, please. <laughs> I think they go thirteen to. Hold three up. With Jimmy. First of all, they lost. They lost a, a key contributor for this season, in um, Deatrick Wise. Pass rusher out of Arkansas. Right, I know he, he out is. for the year. So okay. that's that's already a win. So that's one out of like seven. <laughs> they ain't got that many. They ain't got that many. Then the man is 40 years old, and he on a Madden cover for the first time. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. <laughs> the curse is real. Okay. Ravens, 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 Ravens,
Brandon Cooks, Coney Ely. Forget Coney Ely. Lawrence Guy. <laughs> Coney Ely going to resort back to. No. Right. Yeah. Never mind. So, so a random question. So, so we were just talking about the Falcons. What type of contract do you think Bell would get after the Freeman contract? Oh. Hey. The numbers on the Freeman contract. Right, because he turned down a lot of. Well, he ain't turned down too much money. He turned down a lot of years, though. Yeah. I don't know how often you see people trying to invest five years into a running back. Not this, you know, in this era. Right. And then it was reports that he canceled that deal with the Steelers at the last minute when his agent already had a stand. Wow. Listen, man, take all the time you need, you know. He ain't got to show up. <laughs> I just find it funny that he's, he's lobbying for a deal and all this and that. But when the Steelers need him the most, he's nowhere to be found. Like they needed him against New England yeah. in the playoffs, and he what he got bottled up in the first quarter and set out the rest of the game. Yeah. Like I'm hurt. Was it first half or first quarter? It, it might have been the first quarter. quarter. Okay. It might have been. I mean, I'm giving benefit doubt. Maybe he got to the half. So Freeman's about eight million a year. Fifteen million. Dollars. Yeah, fifteen signing bonus. Right. But uh, I don't know because Bell I think is a better player. But like you said. He, is he available when they need him? I mean, suspended, injured every year. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's a, the better player out of the two of them. But I, I don't know if you can pay someone who's not available all the time. Is this Bell's contract here? He's on a franchise. Yeah, he franchised that. So he making, what's that, 14 this year? I see how many years David Johnson has left on his deal. Mm, that's the one get paid. I feel like the way you think, man. You all right with me. <laughs> yeah, he turned. How much was it? I'm trying to see the guaranteed money that Le'Veon turned down. He turned down. It was around 30. The first, first two years, the three years, he could have been made 40. And he turned it down. 30 was guaranteed. Yeah, 32-ish was. 32-ish. So that's $10 million more guaranteed money than uh, Freeman got. Mm. And he turned it down. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Le'Veon. That's fine. You can hold out the whole season. Go ahead, hold out, man. Get your money. Get your. Right, get your bread. The volume. Someone just texted him saying they can't hear us. Oh, you got to hold it closer. Yeah, hold it closer. I figured I was probably doing that wrong. Yeah, that's that is what it is. All right, let's get to let's get to some important stuff because I'm I'm excited to have both of you guys here. Pete been trying to come on the show for a while. Pete wanted to have his own. Like, listen, man, hey, listen, when we move, I got you. <laughs> so let let's talk. Let's start with Pete, man. Last three seasons, Maryland Eagles. Yes, sir. Go ahead, flex a little bit. Just give a, give the world your resume. Uh, so back in 2015, I tried out for Towson, but I had some eligibility issues as far as my credits transferring over when I transferred from CCBC, and I actually tore my meniscus at the tryout. Wow. So then I signed with the Eagles, and I re-injured the meniscus there. So the first year, I didn't really play much. Then the following year, last year, I came back to the Eagles, and I had a really good season. I had, I think, four or five sacks at the nose tackle position, Mm. a bunch of quarterback pressures and hurries, tackles 
behind the line, in front of the line, like down the field. I was making a lot of plays. Right. Then, then after that, actually in 2015 as well, I played in for Team USA at the Aztec Bowl in Mexico. And then this what was past, that experience like? Uh, well, I was sick at the time. I had bronchitis, but I still had. It was a great time. It was an unreal experience. So we played on the Olympic Stadium in Mexico City. Wow. So there were. I, you know, it was just unreal seeing how many people in Mexico like football, how many fans showed up to that game because you'd think it's just an American sport. And you guys mm-hmm. have had Kevin Turner on here. He'll exactly. tell you about uh, football in other countries. People just don't know about the fan base that's out there. Wow. So then after that game, I went back to the Eagles last year. That was the season I was just talking about, 2016. So then after that season was done – in January, I played in the All-American Bowl on the Vikings field. That was that was an incredible experience, I'll tell you that much. So I flew there for four days. We practiced at this Division Three school, Augsburg's field, but it was a dumb, like a, a bubble yeah. field. So that was a nice facility. Then the the, the Vikings stadium, because you know that's brand new. The, yeah, the, US the Super Bank Bowl stadium. site this year. Yeah, this year's Super Bowl site stadium is crazy, man. That that's the best field I've ever seen in my life, and I I visited Michigan State when I was in high school on wow. a game day visit. So it's it was crazy. And then this past season, we actually lost in the championship game. That was that wasn't fun, man. You know, oh, working mean. hard off season, grinding through some injuries, but we came up short. So my next move is in November. I think it's November 11th. I'm playing in the Spear Sports uh, Showcase game down okay. in Frederick. So I'll be playing Ooh. with Central Penn Chargers, who actually just signed a deal to go pro for the spring. So hopefully I can perform well in that game and uh, earn a contract. That'd be nice. That's a good look. And actually, before that uh, showcase game, I got to get this guy's uh, fight stuff ready, help him promote his upcoming debut. Okay, let's 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 talk about that. First of all, the the method MMA. What is that? Uh, it's one of the many spots I train at, preparing for the fight. Um, this is in Bel Air. It's you know it's okay. the MMA gym. Um, making my pro debut October seventh in Annandale, Virginia. It's at uh, Nova College. I'm fighting a kid from uh, I think he's from the area. His name's Evan West. Um, I've fought better amateurs than him. He doesn't appear to be that. Ooh. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure oh. about that, but uh, it doesn't appear to be that great. I had a really long amateur career. I fought 23 times. I fought at the international level in kickboxing. I did a bunch of stuff in MMA, did some amateur boxing, stuff like that. Had a bunch of injuries towards the end of my amateur career that kind of stopped the pro debut for a while. Like I was supposed to make my pro debut two years ago. Um, I tore my rotator cuff, tore my meniscus, had a wow. concussion. Like it was wow. just, everything was just piling up at once, and I was focused more on coaching for a while, but uh, the opportunity finally popped up, and I don't want to – Turn it down. I want to see where I can go with it. So, yeah. October seventh is finally the date. Like the contracts are signed. You know, we're just waiting for the day. I got a lot of weight to lose, but um. What's yeah, What's the weight you fighting at? Weight will be at one hundred seventy pounds right now. I'm uh, a little closer to two hundred pounds, but oh, I was about to say because it's, it's going to not be fun. But well, you know, I'm I'm looking at your resume now, and it's like, well, you have no problem making weight and winning. So what's it? The WKA North American hundred seventy three pound kickboxing tournament winner. Real MMA 170-pound champion. <laughs> Barbarian Fight Club 185-pound champion. 
Good to eat a little more when I'm uh, at 185 pounds. Like, yo, <laughs> 172 champion, 175 champion. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah, You've been getting it in. The amateur career was really well. I fought a lot of high-level guys, you know, so I, I would move up and fight on higher weight on short notice. Because amateur is just experience. I don't want to pad my record as an amateur. I want to fight the toughest guys. Exactly. Preparation for going pro. Um so, I mean, it was just a long time coming. I just wanted to really make sure everything was straight before I turned professional. Uh, but, but now's the time. You know, it's, it's okay. now never for me. I can't keep getting injured and getting all this right. stuff going on. So. Where are you from? I'm from Baltimore. Like, I'm okay. minutes down the road. I live in Hamilton. So, this isn't oh, okay. at all. Um, Training in Baltimore. I've been fighting you know, out of Baltimore the entire time. I started to fight when I was 16. I'm 24 now. So <sighs> train all over currently wow. I train at, uh, in Essex because in MMA it's a little different like you can't just train at one gym it's not like boxing to where your, your boxing coach is there your sparring is there you train right. your sparring it's like you gotta go certain places to get the striking the wrestling the strength and conditioning you kinda gotta cover all the bases so um, you know I train in Essex I train in Bel Air I train at Ground Control in Rosedale I go to Philadelphia at times to spar and stuff like that uh, so. Ocean City at times, yeah. Wherever you know I can what? find decent enough drilling. Partners. Listen, you're dedicated because I'm not. I'm not driving to Ocean City just to spot. No, thank you. <laughs> that Ocean City drop. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> that's that's all right. Yeah. Why you do it? I, I don't know. Like it's, my dad had some. You know, he fought a little bit as an amateur growing up. He got the uh, Mike Tyson Lennox Lewis fight back in the day. Two thousand. I was young. Two thousand two, I believe it was. Um, so I was really just into it by then, like growing up and stuff like that. But I just wanted to try it. You know, everybody thinks they're you know they, they're tough and all that. And I didn't realize how really bad at fighting I was my entire life. <laughs> I had actually no athletic skills or anything like that. So I tried a few. You know, I started off with boxing, um, sparred for the first time, got my nose broken. Yeah, that was fun. But uh, you know, it was just you know, just kind of bouncing around. It was always, it's always interested me kind of. So it became right. habitual to train every day and to go to this gym here. It was just kind of fun at that point. And um. Competing is like the best way to test yourself. So I found fighting this month and fighting that month. You know, it just continued and continued. Exactly. Thought I was at a decent enough level to where I could try to push it a little more, maybe make some money off of it and see what I can do with it. Mm. So, yeah. What style or I guess you call it discipline um, have you studied? I mean, I see you have kickboxing, you try boxing. Um, I was uh, definitely a full blown kickboxer. Like I started off with boxing. You know, I I won the world title in kickboxing at the IKF world title. Predominantly throwing my hands. I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a boxer at all. But like, definitely more of a striker. My game plan every fight is usually keep the fight standing. If he's a wrestler, I mm. want to keep him at a distance. I want to make, avoid the takedowns. Get off my back if I'm on my back, and turn it into a stand-up fight. If it's a stand-up guy I'm fighting, I want to outstrike him. Is basically the, the game plan. Um, I still train jujitsu, wrestling, all that stuff. I don't really like doing that stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it sounds fun to me, but um, definitely a stand-up fighter for sure. Gotcha. I'm chewing. That's what messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> What's some of your influences in the MMA uh, world? MMA. A lot of it came from boxing. I liked a lot of guys like Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., uh, Ricky Hatton, guys like that. Uh, just, you know, the That's the name right there. Ricky Hatton, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the name right there. Because I used to be amazed at how Ricky Hatton looked when he don't have a fight. Oh, Ricky Fatten, man. And, yo, I don't know how, like, how do you do that? Like, you see him, he's like The rumor is he's like, he's like 215 right now. And he fought at 100, he fought Floyd Mayweather at 147. Exactly. It's like. It's crazy how that happens. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, I, 
It's just mm. like you really have to dehydrate yourself to make weight. Boxers, it's they don't cut as much weight as an MMA fighter. They don't dehydrate themselves to that yeah. extent. But um, because like for example, for Floyd this weekend, he's probably eaten to make 154 pounds. He's not. He's always in shape. You know, exactly. Cutting weight. He's dieting hard right now. He's probably right. cutting his water out to make the weight. Right. Um, I guess just not training every day, not running every day, not preparing for fights. Probably got Ricky Hatton just looking. He also had a few uh, bad addictions that caught up to him. True. Very so, true. Yeah. But I always find it interesting, um, and you can obviously attest to it. Um, I watched a, a documentary where Cyborg was talking about how yeah, how idiot. painful it is to cut weight. She was crying in the towel. Yeah. It's like, sad to watch, man. Yeah, yeah like, like, is it... Is it that extreme for you, or is it is a little more of a natural progression? Uh, it's it's the it's my least favorite part. It's um, you know when I fight at 185 pounds, it's like just be disciplined with your diet, your conditioning. You can usually drop the weight naturally. And it's weird when people tell me that like I've never trained or never fought or anything like that. They're like, well, why don't you just fight at your weight? Because you're gonna be fighting the same guys anyway. And like it bothers me because they're 100 percent right, but it's just it's not how you should do it. Because if I fight at 185 pounds, odds are I'm fighting a guy that's a lot 210 taller. pounds, no fat on, cutting the weight. Exactly. At 170 pounds, I'm I'm really putting in all the work to make the weight. Um, the last week is where it gets hard because that's when you're you're cutting your water out, you're sweating the entire week, your wow. training means nothing at that point. That last day. You're in a hot tub, or you're in a sauna, just just really stretching his last few pounds out, wow. and it, it definitely does some damage to your body. You're dehydrated, you know, you're you're out of it. You definitely need somebody with you to kind of keep your keep mind you going. There. Yeah, I haven't had it as bad as some people. I've definitely seen some people on the brink of death. Um, luckily, I've been reasonably in the right state of mind when I'm doing it, but it's absolutely my least favorite part. I like to eat, so that sucks too. But, wow, yeah, it's not fun. So with the so much influence in boxing, why didn't you just stick there? Why I MMA? Started off with amateur boxing, and I did a few fights with that. And then um, I, I, I have I love boxing. I think it's awesome. It's nothing like that. It's just I, it became very like routine, like amateur. But, like there's so many things like the punches. You know, you, you learn one thing, and it's just the same thing, drilling it over and over again to perfection. MMA, there's so many different things you have to cover. Whether it's kickboxing, the, the jiu-jitsu, the wrestling, mm-hmm. different kinds of strength and conditioning moves, like um. Boxing out kind of got a little stale to me. Like it's not. It's not. Like okay. I was with really good boxers in the area before, and you know they're I respect it. It's a great sport. Right. Boxers beat MMA fighters in a boxing match 100 percent of the time. I feel like. But, okay. Um, it's just you know I just it got stale to me. You were that student in school that needed like a lot of projects today. Yeah, I needed. Yeah, <laughs> you can't crazy, get me gotta, that, yeah, that, yeah. that board work just don't work. <laughs> Listen, man, you got to need a project. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's yeah. boring. I understand. <laughs> I was the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the what's the goal with MMA? I mean, you said this is your first fight coming on um, October seventh. Yeah. Uh, what's the goal with MMA? I think my big contribution to the sport well, it probably won't be in competition. It'll likely be in coaching. Um, that's something that it'll save your body. And like I've coached a few fighters. Like I coached my fiance to to her first win a couple months ago. And like you know, that's that's cool to like kind of watch guys that you're helping out right. rest to a certain level. You get the same joy when they win and the same you know agony when they lose. Um, with MMA, again, I kind of wanted to push kickboxing a little more, but you know, I've had a few concussions. I really don't want to like just stand up and take that beating because you know it's mm. close to boxing and kickboxing. You get knocked down, you get up. You know, just it's it's an accumulation of blows. Um, MMA, I'd like to do a few and see where it goes. Uh, I'd like to get on a big show. You know, cash out on one show and leave it at that. You know, That'd be nice. You know, I wanted to have that long pro career, but then I started seeing the injuries and started seeing the high level guys and how they walked around day to day and just like. They were beaten up, you know, like the, high, right. the real high-level guys, UFC, Bellator veterans. And um, it's definitely a sport I feel like you shouldn't stay in super long. Like guys like Floyd and McGregor that are like at that level that have fought so frequently, so many wars in the gym over the years. 
and they're still reasonably healthy, it appears. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing to me. But a lot of guys don't have that luck or that skill either. So, so growing up, you did you watch a lot of boxing. Now, do you watch um, a lot of MMA as well? Honestly, I don't like watching MMA that much. If I'm That's, being honest with you, I love this. <laughs> not surprisingly, I actually prefer, I prefer watching kickboxing. It sounds mainstream. Um, boxing, I actually do prefer more so than MMA. Watching it, MMA. You know, there's there's certain guys I love to watch. Like Conor McGregor is one of the guys in MMA I love to watch. Cody Garbrandt. Uh, John Ooh. Jones, um, all guys that are just—it looks like art when they fight. Exactly. But um, a lot of it's you know wrestlers just trying to wrestle. A lot of it's sloppy boxing. Like boxing and MMA has come a long way, but it's still a lot of it looks bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it has a certain aura to it, like the fan base and just certain you know things with it. You know, I don't like watching MMA as much as I like doing it. So. What about you, Pete? What do you mean? You watch a lot of boxing, MMA. I actually am the opposite of him. I like watching <laughs> MMA more than boxing. I mean, I like Floyd. I like watching Floyd, but I'm not huge on boxing because, as a casual fan, it's more or less like he's he's watching a fight as a sport. You know, he's counting, exactly he's counting the score. Me, I want to see them knock each other out. I want to see somebody like nothing was better than when John Jones knocked a. Uh, Cormier out that kick and they start pounding him. You know, just as a casual fan, you, that's what you want to see. That's, that's why you don't watch it. To me, like I, I kind of cringed watching it because, like, you see him getting interviewed directly after the fight. He's crying, not just because he's demoralized and he lost to a, a fighter he wanted to beat, and then he's very concussed. It's very obvious, like he's not in the right state of mind. Like, right. It made me cringe. Like it, it upset me watching, it, but it's part of the game. Uh, yeah, John Jones is a monster, though. So. I mean, that's the exact reason why I like. MMA over boxing. I like more knockouts. More knockout, questions. get it over quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people do think Floyd's like guys like Floyd are boring fighters. I think he's a genius. I, I love watching him fight, but it's hard to go out and right. watch Floyd fight with a group of people because it's, it's boring. It's not an action fight. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's great at what he does. Don't get me wrong, no, but yeah, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's boring. Man. Yeah, like myself, I watch boxing all day long. If MMA is on, I just can't look at it. Yeah, like I can look at the highlights. That's about it. Most boxing guys I talk to think the same way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's like I think I like the the art of boxing more. It, uh, to me, it's more I of think, a sport. I think boxing, kickboxing, wrestling; those are all individual sports. I think MMA is kind of just that just that jumble of stuff to where it's a conglomerate. It's, of it's, if you do it one, you can you can. I don't think the best fighter always wins. I think in boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, usually the best athlete wins. Yeah, that's, that's true. Kind of what makes boxing true. kind of boring yeah, for me. Yeah, for I, I agree. MMA, anything can happen at any time. Right. There's so many different ways to lose. Right. right. To win, you know? I, I I can see that. Yeah. He doesn't like seeing people lay and wrestle each other on the ground. He wants to see people get punched in the face. See, I understand it. It gets boring. If I want to watch wrestling, I'm turning on Vince in <laughs> WWE. That's what, like, <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't stand watching Brock Lesnar in MMA. Like, man, you don't yeah. get out of this octagon and go back in the square yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, Brock, stop it. Let me ask you guys. What, I mean, I know we briefly touched on it. What do you guys think about the fight this week? I, mean, I, mean, I think we're remotely all on the same page with it. But it's anyway, shout I, out to Tank Davis. Shout out to Tank Davis. <laughs> <laughs> the real main event. Real main right, event. man. Oh, <laughs> Once Tank gets this W, I t- back I, to football. I tell you, what, tell you what though, the way Leonard Ellerby and Mayweather Promotions is is going about building the star of Tank. It's genius because oh, you yeah. you're getting a lot of fans now are calling for Tank to fight 
the oh, bigger yeah. names. Yeah, they want that Lomachenko fight. Too. No. I don't, I, no, 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 no. Give it to no. Hell no. What? I never watched Lomachenko. What? I never watched him. Hell. I want your take on this. I was watching the, the Terrence Crawford fight this past Saturday. You know, Bud Crawford, shout out to him. Shout out to AJ, uh, working all the Browns. And Terrence Crawford's most recent fight on ESPN was a work of art. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. By far, the South Ball just to. Exactly. Like, it's, it's insane to me. Like, and and yeah. by far, one of the best body punch knockouts we've seen in, yeah. in a while. Hold yeah. on. A body punch knockout? Yeah, yeah, he hit him in the body. You heard it. Oh, he crumbled, yeah. Like. Ah! And this is this was in the hold undisputed. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, a Bro, body punch. Put him out. He didn't go unconscious. He didn't go unconscious. No, I'm just saying, like that's oh, the end of the oh, fight. Just, yeah. yeah, remember how like when when Bernard knocked out De La Hoya. Yeah, you know, yeah. similar situation. The body shot, he just couldn't get up. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But I always find it amazing that when you look at the pound for pound rankings among like ESPN and people you know in the boxing world. You see Andre Ward. You see Terrence Crawford. You see uh, Golovkin. Some people still got Canelo. You got Earl Spence. Some got Keith Thurman. I love Thurman, by the way. That's my favorite guy out right now, Keith Thurman. Understand. For sure. But the one that always trips me out is Lomachenko. <laughs> All the guys I'm mentioning, their records is like 32-0, and 32-1, 23 knockouts. Lomachenko yeah, is 9-1. And that one loss was some garbage. That was yeah. that was tar- was garbage. That was a dummy, really. Exactly. <laughs> he was he's nine and one and considered pound for pound the best fighter in the world. I would assume they're That's putting his amateur background in there. Um, I think he's on that level, but he doesn't have the body of work yet. I want to see him fight Riggin now. I want to see him fight Javante down the line. Uh, Mikey Garcia. Guys mm-hmm. like he hasn't fought that A class level. Exactly. The Riggendauer fighter here is um, it's it's in the works. It's yeah, booked. I, I read last night it's booked. It could have been one of those. For October? Yeah, yeah, that's yes. great. Yeah, that's, that's a great fight. I think now that's one has got to come up, but I think that's two defensive geniuses. Yeah. Fighting. That's, a, that's a really good fight. See, watching Lomachenko is what makes me love boxing. Because, like Floyd, to a degree, Lomachenko can stand in your face and make you miss. Yeah. And then he'll punch you and hurt you and then rotate. Alright, stand in the corner. Okay, come on. He literally breaks his opponents without even being offensive. Like it's just like, it's amazing. It's, it's it's incredible. It looks like he's out of the matrix. Like. See, like that's what I love. And MMA is like, all right. Everybody You could be better, but you might get knocked out by the yeah, right punch. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what I like about MMA, is that element of surprise. It's just I think to a different be in there and it's gonna be Quick and the best man nine times out everybody gets touched. Nobody leaves MMA with a perfect record. So do y'all say Nate Diaz isn't the better fighter than Conor McGregor? Nah, I don't think he's the best. No, he's not a better fighter than nah, Conor I mean, McGregor. Yeah, Nate doesn't do a lot of great things. He can box a little bit. Yeah, he can uh, box. He's okay. tough. He's durable. Uh, he doesn't know how to wrestle. He, he can't kick. He, his jiu-jitsu is good, but he's not a better fighter than Conor. He called him Yeah, he called him with a good shot. Conor gashed out trying to finish the fight in the first round, and ultimately just his gas right. tank gave right. out on him. Um, Connor's not. You know, Connor was hitting a guy that was 170 pounds, and he wasn't putting him down at 145. He's knocking all those guys out. Yeah. So I mean, it probably broke him a little bit mentally, and he came right. back. I honestly thought Connor lost the second fight. To be fair, so I guess I'm mm. saying that Connor's the better fighter. But uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think Nate Diaz is that great skill wise, honestly. But, okay. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's, I feel tough. like he's average, but he's tough. Yeah, he's tough. 
People like Nate because he's like a pungent bag. You keep hitting him, and honestly, when he starts bleeding, is when he does better. You know, he right. uh, he's what the people want because he he's stupid when he talks. So you're laughing, you're laughing, you're laughing at his uh, you know, his press conferences. Remember, Connor called him a gazelle, and he's like, "We're in America. We don't know what that is." Dude. I'm pretty sure we all. I'm pretty sure we all know what a gazelle right. is. So like, come on, dude. So, like, you know, he's an entertaining guy, but, I mean, I don't think his skills are all there. But, like Vincent, I, I personally think he won the second fight wow. as well. But, uh, I, I don't know, you know. It's a bad look when Connor was running away in the third round. Wow. Um, he was literally sprinting from Diaz mm. in the fourth round. Back to that real quick about Lomachenko. I think the MMA version of Lomachenko is obviously much different. But I think John Jones, the way he mixes things up. Exactly. He unorthodox techniques, but he makes them efficient. Exactly. Jones is definitely the guy in MMA that I think, like, if you want to see, like, the perfect package with wrestling, striking, all that, mm-hmm. Jones is the guy. Yeah. I, I still haven't figured out a weakness for Jones yet. Uh, yeah. Cocaine. Aside from somebody getting cocaine. Cocaine, <laughs> right. cocaine, strippers. <laughs> cocaine That's the drug. That's the thing about <laughs> MMA, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a cool sport because you see guys from several sports come together and show different techniques from different disciplines. But John Jones, you know, he's great at just about everything he does, whereas everybody else is good or average or something, but great at something else. Whereas Jones, like Vince said, he's the full package. Any anything he can do. How far do you go back as far as like MMA watching in the whole UFC? For me, um, the first fight I watched was the first Ken Shamrock Tito Ortiz fight in 2002. Okay. A long time. So, nine years old. Okay. I don't know. Uh, my, I know the first fight that I saw was Junior Dos Santos, but that was it Big Country who we fought where he picked him up? No, this was before he was the champion, before wow. Junior was the champion. This was, this was like – Around when John Jones first came to UFC, so this was before wow. his whole beef with Rashad Evans. So I don't know how long ago that was. It's probably seven years. P, how old are you? Twenty-three. See, I'm showing my age now. That's what that is. <laughs> that's that's what that is. Because even though I don't watch a lot of MMA, I did watch a lot of Royce Gracie. Yeah, back in the day. Like I watched Royce. I watched Shamrock. I watched Dan Severin. Seven, I've seen. Um, What's the other cat? Oh, what's it? I call him the what's it? The Black Widow, the Spider, Anderson Silva, Silva. Um, George Saint Pierre, um, Tito. I actually love Tito. I just want to see him win so you can start. They did a great big. <laughs> I love that. You know what I mean? It's weird because the game has evolved so much since then. Because if you look at you know Hoist Gracie, he was very one dimensional. Now you yeah, look at guys like Ortiz and all them were one dimensional. You see guys like John Jones that are just good at everything. Exactly. Shamrock was kind of. One dimensional, yeah, submissions. Yeah, they don't no, no, right? get you to the ground. You done. That's what makes. But just I say that to say, you know, that what makes John Jones so great to me because, like, what, like how do you beat him? There's no weakness for it besides I mean, cocaine, like you said. Put, put a put a key in the corner and see. <laughs> right. <laughs> like man, when weakness when he got caught. <laughs> right when he got right. caught. Right. Still beating everybody. Cause you're still knocking people out. What, when what he told Kumi, <laughs> I beat you when I was high. <laughs> right. Like, man, that, so that's really not a weakness. The backtrack of boxing. What do you guys think about the uh, Triple G Canelo fight? That's to me the big fight coming up. That that's the fight I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I told John last week. Oh, I'm watching a Cotto fight this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm gonna watch. Yeah. I watch that go flip back and forth. But 
I'm not a big Triple G fan. I like him, but I don't think it's going to be that close of a fight. Honestly, I think Canelo's kind of on another level. That's my. I think Canelo beats him. My thing with Triple G is kind of it's kind of like Lomachenko in a sense, but I think Lomachenko is just a complete boxer. Yeah. Um, I don't like Triple G's resume. Yeah. And then the fighters that he beat, I thought Danny Jacobs beat him. I thought Jacobs beat him too. Yeah, like Jacobs beat him. I thought if. If Kell Brook was a little bit stronger, Kell Brook was giving a problem. Yes, yeah. so I'm like with with, with uh, Canelo. I'm like, man, as you long can as make the argument that Amir Khan gave a little bit of trouble to Canelo, you can, yeah, yeah, you I mean, can. Couple rounds, couple rounds, right? But. but my thing is, Canelo's biggest problem is can he last for the later rounds? Yeah, because yeah. he get gassed by round seven, and it's like, well, he have a lull from like five to. Nine, yeah. and then he'll show up late rounds. Like, come on, like yeah. you can't do that. This fight, it's not gonna go the distance. Somebody get knocked out. Yeah, but yeah. I think Canelo gets him. I think Canelo beats him. I think he probably beats him by decision. When I hear like guys like Sergey Kovalev, the guy that just fought Andre Ward twice. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been training with uh, Golovkin over the years. And he said Golovkin hits like a heavyweight, and Golovkin takes a shot. Okay, uh, I can see Canelo okay. outboxing him. I think Triple G will stay in the fight late, yeah. but I think Canelo pulls off by points. For the record, I didn't think Sergey was gonna beat Andre Ward. I said, nah. nah, nah I said nah. not not that guy. Sergey was nah. Sergey is still he still wanted to you know. It's horrifying, man. Yeah. I I think he's the strongest puncher in boxing. I think oh, it's actually, him. His jab is like a straight. Yeah, I think it's him, and then then I go Golovkin. It's somebody. Oh, Charlo. Charlo is a monster. Oh yeah, Charlo. I think Charlo gets the winner of this fight. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be it. I'd love to see Charlo Canelo. That'd be, that'd be amazing. That's the, Did you guys see the article today that Andre Ward wants to move up two weight classes to fight Anthony Joshua? Stop. <laughs> chill. Andre, just listen. You're the oh, best fighter. Kidding. Relax. Everybody's calling him out. Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't... But now, what's your, yeah, what's your thoughts on Joshua? I, see, like I said, I don't know much about boxing, but I know... Uh, Stipe called him out, didn't he? Yeah, UFC's heavyweight champion. Oh, he. Oh. My thoughts about Joshua. I think Joshua's like the next, you know, big thing. Honestly, because mm-hmm. the talk between is him and Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. I want to root for Wilder because you know, he's the American. He's the undefeated guy. Uh, I kind of like him, just like the way yeah. he talks and shit like that. But uh, I don't think he's that good. Of a not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not a, he look. He looks like a brawl room fighter to no, me. He looks like a doorman at like a, a big club somewhere. Like he just yeah, like, just yeah. be knocking people yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Joshua is a good boxer. He's technically exactly. Sound. He's tough. He rebounded well. Yeah. Let's go fight after getting dropped, and he's got a ton of power. Obviously. Yeah. So. See, I'm disappointed in the card this weekend for the Mayweather McGregor fight. Mismatches. A lot of mismatches. Not only that, because I thought this was an opportunity to really make a ton of money. Like they're gonna yeah. make a lot of money anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought they should have had a lot of the mixed sport cards. Yeah. So have Joshua and what was it, Stipe? Stipe yeah, yeah. Had them fight. Have, you know. Put Nate Diaz in there somewhere. Yeah. Nate Diaz fight somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Throw him against Brona. I don't know. Something. Brona was asking for it. So you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, that would have been genius. Yeah. Like it you wait all this. Made MMA look really bad because oh, that's I, probably why. I, I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who was the dude who called out Tank and he's like, "I'll oh, trash Wilson you. Hayes." Javante's <laughs> like, I'll, "Yeah, that wouldn't have been close." But I don't like how people say that McGregor has a puncher's chance because Mayweather's fought, I believe, is twenty-one world champions in boxing, and really, aside from Shane Mosley or Madonna, nobody's really landed anything too heavy on Floyd over the years. So 
Is I mean, it? He has a puncher's chance, but that it's defense very ain't gonna let him. Hold up, Canelo. Yeah, he could slip on sweat or something. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, puncher's chances was Manny Pacquiao. He had the punch's chance. Yeah, Alvin Pacquiao landed one legitimately clean shot. Canelo had the punch's <laughs> chance, and we seen the punch that he threw at the ropes. Yeah, yeah. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Cotto yeah, yeah, yeah. had a punch's chance. Cotto did okay, I thought. Yeah. Cotto did, right. did pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cha-Cha Cooley. Yeah. Thing hurt him once. Zab Judah had a puncher's chance. Zab Judah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've seen this already. Like, and they couldn't beat him. I think Connor's punching power is extremely overrated because I mean, you see, they're talking about how he just beat up Paulie Malignaggi in the sparring session, and like he's catching him clean. And Malignaggi's been knocked out, I believe, six times, and yeah, Malignaggi was still on his feet. Like, I don't think he's yeah. not Floyd out under any circumstance. But. And I'm like, Paulie, Paulie retired like yeah, months ago. Like, come yeah. on, yeah. like Paulie ain't doing no work. It's, it's a money grab. Just completely. Sure. Yeah. Completely yeah, get, a money get grab. You, get your bag. That's it's what, the two biggest names in combat sports. It's right. nothing more than that. Floyd can roll off the bed and beat him, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you believe this. the hype that Floyd says he's going to come forward in this fight? I think it, in spurts of the fight he could. Uh, I think he's gonna, I think Connor's going to get under his skin, which could play into you know, Connor's mm-hmm. game a little bit. But, um I think Floyd. I mean, Floyd showed signs against, uh, I believe it was Miguel Cotto, to where he did kind of make it more of a fan-friendly fight in that fight. Yeah. Parts of Maidana. Maidana roughed him up close up, but um, I, I don't think he should. I think Connor's more of a counterfighter as well, to where it could actually turn into a boring fight at certain points. But um, Exactly. Uh, if Floyd comes forward, I, I still think he would put Connor down at some point. I don't mm. think he's going to knock Connor. I think an accumulation of punches. I think put him down. Connor gets tired in you know MMA fights. So I, right. a 12-round boxing match, it's, that's rough on the lungs. So I don't know. <laughs> How I meant to ask you that the training, well, the conditioning as far as the rounds go for MMA. How often, like how in a sparring session, how how long do you train? MMA. I mean, I actually kind of always had a tougher time uh, being conditioned for boxing because that's all you can rely on. You can only rely on your hands. If you get tired, you're getting hit. And like MMA, you can kind of stall in ways. You can rely on your kicks. You can rely on the wrestling. You can put a guy against the cage. Uh, the way I train for MMA is, you know, I do my road work, I run my miles, I do my sprints one day a week, and then it just varies whether I'm wrestling hard rounds, like whether I'm running like a three-minute hard round of wrestling, running like five or six of those, or mm-hmm. I'm doing pad work with a boxing coach, or I'm doing my bag work, whatever it is. The sparring, it depends if it's MMA sparring or where like you're mixing the takedowns in. Typically, you'll do five minutes, you'll mix in like lighter punches with takedowns and the smaller gloves, and you'll wrestle heavy. Mm. You do like the hard stand-up rounds where it's just kickboxing, just strikes to the head, body, legs, all that. Usually, like, a hard three-minute round, I do, like, four or five of those. Usually, that'll get you kind of, like, where you need to be conditioning-wise. Right. Um, but a lot of that is also managing your energy. Like, you know, in a 12-round boxing round, you know you can take a couple rounds off. You don't got to have a crazy pace for 12 rounds. So, um, MMA, you kind of got to work a little more. As an amateur, the fight's with three-minute rounds. Wow. So, you got to kind of push that a little more. Uh, five-minute rounds as a pro, it's, you know, you still got to pace yourself. It's small gloves, a lot yeah. of stuff can happen, but... Conditioning's huge. I've been tired in fights, and that's a horrifying feeling. Like guys coming forward, and you can't catch your breath or keep your hands up. So definitely run a lot of miles. Definitely put a lot of work in. Multiple sessions a day, stuff like that. I don't think people realize how difficult it is to fight for three minutes. No, it, it sounds like it's nothing to some. It's, 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 it's yeah, the most tiring thing in the world. Yeah, I tried it. That's <laughs> you tried. It. I tried it. Never again. <laughs> the longest three minutes of your life. You ain't lying, like man. I think I tried kickboxing for three minutes. Like, oh my gosh, just mixing in everything. <laughs> no, never again. <laughs> Wrestling hard for two minutes will tire your whole body out. Honestly, I mean, just 
mixing in the two things, it's different muscles. Yeah. It's different. It's anaerobic conditioning. It's aerobic conditioning. It's muscular endurance. It's just right. a bunch of different stuff that you're mixing in, and that's why they're just boxing and MMA to me are totally different sports. Like uh, people try to compare it. Like, well, boxing is a part of MMA. I think they're totally different sports. Yeah, they're completely in, like, every different way, sports. You know, but yeah. Like, I don't think like a lot of like traditional boxing, like Floyd's really good with the shoulder roll. Standing sideways and stuff like that. I feel like that wouldn't work in every way as well because you know you're susceptible to leg kicks, you're susceptible mm-hmm. to takedown, stuff like that. And uh, you know, but you can't stand the way in MMA you do in boxing because it's you're leaving so many openings. Exactly. It's just a different ball game, really. Okay. But, What's the date again? October seventh, uh, Northern Virginia. I have tickets if you know anybody wants to contact me on Instagram, yeah. or Facebook. I need to sell tickets because uh, the big thing with pro MMA is like you need to. You need to sell. Like, if you right. have value to a promoter, if you can't sell tickets, so I need to sell tickets. Okay. Tickets, so. What's your? Uh, how do you get get to you on uh, social media? I have an Instagram. My name is uh, Mosca forty three M O S C A forty three. I'm on Facebook. My name is Vince Mosca, and uh, I don't do Twitter anymore, so I don't have a Twitter. So <laughs> don't look for my Twitter. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last few weeks, what we like to do lately, we do an ultimate team. Um. Last week, what, did we do the, Miami last week? Yeah. We didn't do that last week. Yeah, we didn't do that last week, but we already did Philly, so we can't do yeah, that. Yeah, we did Philly already. We didn't do Philly. Yeah. I don't remember if we did or not. Yeah, we did Philly. I remember we, Reggie White and John Brown. John Brown. We did a couple. We had Jerome Brown. Jerome Brown. We had we had a squad. What team should we do this week, though? That's the question. What's your favorite college football team? The Buckeyes. Ohio State. Yeah. That'll, Let's get it. That'll work. No, I'm trying to do an NFL team, though. Okay, what's up? We, do, we, we got time for both. Uh, hmm. Let's go with, uh, did you already do the Ravens? Yeah, we did the Ravens. We've done, who else in the NFL? We did the Ravens, Steelers, Eagles, um, Green Bay. Did we do the Bears? No. Well, no. Never mind. Don't do the Bears. It's too yeah, depressing. Yeah, do the Jets. You'll get nobody from this year's team. That's depressing, though. <laughs> but, uh, like, everybody from the 70s is make the Jets team. <laughs> you do the Cardinals? You do the Colts. The Colts. But we'd have to draw the line between Baltimore, Colts, no, and Indianapolis. Nah, yo, chill. Uh, all right, let's do Colts. Colts. Like we were supposed to do this last week. You swim. I, I did my team already, and then y'all was like, no, nah, never mind. Oh, that's, oh, that's <laughs> what it is. Remember, put work into this team. So, How many Baltimore Colts makes this Someone team? Someone just texted me saying, do the Patriots. The, come on, stop. The Patriots. Yeah, come on, man. Like five nah, hey, we, right. hey, we can do both. Yeah, we got time, yeah. I'm not going back five years. Like who? Who? I need to know the Patriot fans that can tell me the great Patriots of the eighties. There ain't one. They ain't good fan base. Like, <laughs> Say two thousand. When you get blessed, try to play against Brett Favre. Like man. Like to me, like the best running back in Patriot history is still Curtis Martin. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. He was in the news for something not too long ago. I forgot all about it. He's been out of the league for like seven years. I was like, damn, I remember when he was a, a stud running back in the right. NFL. All right, so, we, so right now, 
we're doing the the Colts, the, the all time Colts roster. Come on, see, I don't even. Say this upsetting. What's upsetting? You breaking up old wounds. What old wounds? Well, I wasn't alive. So don't worry, I wasn't alive. It don't matter to me. I take that back. My team got two rings. I, I wasn't alive, back. so. <laughs> so this is funny though. Quarterback. Unitas or Peyton, I think is the obvious. Yeah, but uh, like, who? Which way do you go? But I don't like Peyton, so. I would probably put Peyton. I feel like, I, you know. I think Peyton took all United's records down. I, Peyton I, got damn every record. It's, it's <laughs> different eras, so you can't really compare that. But I feel like if the only thing stopping Peyton from being the GOAT is Belichick. I think if, if he was his coach, you put those two football minds together, and they probably would have had eight rings. He ain't lying. Running back. Yeah, Raymond Barry or Edger and James. Ooh. Ooh. I got Lenny Moore. No, Raymond Barry. Raymond Barry. Yeah, you gotta go. You're thinking of uh, Lenny Moore. Lenny Moore. Lenny Moore. Yeah. Lenny Moore's a Hall of Famer, and uh, Edwin James to me is borderline. So I'd have to give that to Lenny Moore. So we talked about that last week because Terrell Davis made the Hall of Fame, and Al believes just because you know he's on NFL Network, they want the whole stigma of you know all Hall of Famers on that as the, on the panel. But when you look at the numbers. Edwin James has over ten thousand yards rushing. Like he's underrated back. Yeah, like numbers wise, his he, it blowed out the water compared to you know numbers and accolades. It blows hey, Davis James out the water. Said he would buy all the voter strippers if they put him. In. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the thing with. Uh, Terrell Davis, I think they put him in because he had a proportional career, you know, mm-hmm. and that opens the way for guys like Patrick Willis and Megatron to get in, you know, because when it comes time for Megatron, you can't not put him in the Hall of Fame. He was a special talent, but if you're going off of his shorter career, they're going to be well, if, if he can go in, why can't Terrell Davis go in? Right. So, Terrell I Davis think only Terrell played Davis seven. was like a trailblazer. For those next guys. Okay. Seven years is a really short body of work. I actually wasn't a fan of Terrell Davis getting inducted, honestly. Yeah, the, not over T.O. Hey, yeah. Him and Kurt Warner. Not over T.O., though. Like, yeah. like, Kurt damn. Warner over T.O. Just <laughs> not. Nah. All right. So, I think so running back, we should go. My vote's Edger and James, but you know, just because I've seen him. Play. Hey, we can go two back system. I need three wise. I got it. All right, we'll go one back. Cool. You got James. Two for James, two for Bird. I got Side effect. No, I need more. I mean, more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm thinking the wide receiver already. No, I'm thinking. You already know he's. I, I gotta go James. I I just put edge. Yeah. This is going to be a tough team in general. Three wide receivers. Marvin Harrison. All right, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. Okay. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Raymond Barry. That's fine with yeah, me. I, Go ahead. Good job. T.Y. Hilton's eventually going to be above Wayne at one point, but yes. Ooh. Definitely. Whoa. Hey, T.Y. Hilton's a Whoa. Over Wayne? Reggie Wayne's underrated, too. Man. Reggie Wayne was, is very underrated, but at the same time, he was a number two for a little bit. So, yeah, he was a number one when the Harris was on his way out. Yeah, but know. and also Ty Hilton being five foot nine, being a star. Oh, Ty is receiver. adult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could put him on as a kick returner or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, tight end. Tight end. I'm keeping it old school. Maggie. 
It's got to be Edward yeah. Dallas Clark. I'm taking Mackey. 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 Mackey, yeah. Let's see. I got Glenn and Dean for the tackles. Who? Tariq Glenn. Tariq Glenn, yeah. yeah. Who the hell is Tariq? That was... First of all, put Jeff Saturday. First of all, Peyton Manning had no left tackle. He had a center and he had a two. He had a center and just two seconds the ball was gone. So (laughs) he made Jeff Saturday into a Hall of Famer because he got the ball out so quick. Like I didn't know what the hell. Like I, I couldn't tell you his. It was Saturday and that was it. Saturday is a lock for center in my opinion. I was like, who put him there? No, I do like that center they have right now, but I mean you can't put a guy as a rookie last yeah. year all time team. Right. Yeah, Saturday's a beast. Who who do they have for guards? Um I had Ryan Loja and Dan Sullivan. Probably one of the best guards that each of the two top quarterbacks had. Yeah, go ahead and fill them in. Are we still deciding the tackles or? Honestly, no, I don't. Hey, I ain't got. <laughs> I mean, if, <laughs> if you guys aren't confident in those uh, those guys, their left tackle now, Costanzo, he's the only good offensive lineman they have other than their rookie center. I don't understand the Colts. I don't understand them. Like the whole draft supposed to be an offensive line. When they pick a safety, when they sign two. When guys. Alex, <laughs> when Andrew Luck decides to stay healthy, I'll put one of his linemen on there. Oh, I, I, I mean, he getting in, he getting I injured mean, at record pace. I'm not putting none of his linemen on there. Sam, you got a good point with that. Yeah, so get, get <laughs> Peyton Manning's left tackle some love. Let him get that. I team. take Tariq Glass and put you put Dean on the right side. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Freeney. Freeney. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Freeney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Robert Mathis is a close second, but I think he fell. I'll put him at outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> D tackle Art Donovan for sure. Yeah, Donovan. Wow! Shout out to Mrs. Donovan. No, because I delivered to her house before, John. I know you about to go left. No, <laughs> damn, that sounds that does sound wrong. Shut up. Uh, Nothing. Yeah. Oh, did Bubba Smith lay D tackle for them? Bubba Smith. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I? Can I be? Can I be biased? Can I bring my bias out? Oh, here we go. Since we left Goose off of it. No. Oh, hell no. <laughs> we have to. No. We have to. No. Yes. Ain't no such thing as have yes. to. What the hell is some Sarah Goose? Who's no. Goose was dominant over there. He was dominant what? He was a good defensive tackle. See, you went from dominant to good in, in, <laughs> in one breath. Like, uh, <laughs> like, man. I don't know. Their defense has been so bad lately that it's like. Or we're going to do four linebackers. Uh, what are we doing with Robert Mathis? I'll put him at linebacker. Yeah, go to a 3 4 and let him be a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> Freeney and Mathis, yo. Oh, my gosh. Who do I have on the defensive Gino. Gino. What about Gary Brackett for linebacker? <laughs> yeah, he and... He and <laughs> 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 
got Mathis, Brackett. Trying to get some Baltimore Colts. Yeah, that's one thing. They had that I'm, guy. I'm looking uh, at it. Baltimore Colts dominated, according to like fan side. They had that dude who led the league in tackles a couple years ago, but he didn't play long. You remember that anger? Pat Anger. Pat Anger. Pat Anger. Yeah. 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 I don't he ain't played long enough. I think they've had any, like, stud linebackers. No, not in a while. I see Mike Curtis and Teddy Hendricks. Backer. That's what I was looking at. Mike Curtis. What's his Don yeah, Shinnick. Dwayne Bickett was another one. Hey, Corner is funny. You love to stand white for linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, stand? Nope. All right, corners is funny. <sighs> you think Monte Davis earned his spot on nah, that? I don't think so. Not yet. Monte, the truth to me. He is. He's good, yeah. He's really good, but I don't think. Night. We might as well uh, already put Bob Sanders up there. Strong it was safety. short, but he earned this. Uh, he was a monster. Defensive yeah. player of the year. Like, who do you put up with Vontae, though? That's the question. My fault. Anybody else like Ruby Cannon? Who do you put up with Vontae, though? Yeah. <laughs> so, who do you put up with Vontae again? Ray. Well, he could be the number two, sure. Ray Buchanan? Yes. The Falcon? <laughs> no, Cole. I remember the Falcon. Huh? Man, the Falcon he was old, bro. He was old as a Falcon. Didn't even move him to safety. No, he played well. He played corner for a little bit. <laughs> he was old as a Falcon. That's another team we should do. The Falcons. I don't know. That's right. Oh, that's right. You're biased. Yeah, he, he's not even right now. One name up there. Nope. We had to do it ourselves. Jamal Anderson. There's a running back. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who's the quarterback? What about Warren? Vic or Ryan? Dan Carpenter. I don't even know if that's a real person. That's a real name. And it's a kicker? Hey, there's a name. Ryan Mallet. Oh, what's his name? Right? Matt Ryan. Right. <laughs> Michael Vick? How do you it's not Vic, think Michael Vick? Michael Vick. I thought he was on purposely like not saying Michael Vick. No, I wasn't. I was purposely not saying Matt Ryan. <laughs> Look, listen, man. Put two corners up there. Something. Somebody. I like Ray Buchanan. I like Ray Buchanan. Ray Buchanan had one Pro Bowl. <laughs> and it was late in his We're career. struggling to find corners. He, he was a Pro Bowler as, as, a, as a, um, a Falcon. Hey, Vontae belongs up there, man. You know, when he was, what was his ears at the Colts? He was terrible. What was his ears at the Colts? 93 to 96. You mean to tell me, in the AFC, you're going to put him over Rob Wilson? In the AFC as a as a pro bowler, he got he got to do something. He could have been an alternate. He could have been beside Rod Wilson. No, no sir. I it's, it's, you get two corners. So <laughs> Rod Wilson, if he was that good, Rod Wilson, Ray Buchanan. He didn't make the All Pro team in '94. Oh, he was All Pro. He was All Pro in '94. He ain't do nothing. Yeah, '98 was his like All Pro and a Pro Bowl year. We gotta give Fonte Davis some spot. Yeah, he might have to. Who's a strong safety? 
And Mike Doss played there for a bit. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, not very good. That's a name I hear in a while. Like you, you know, on the list, but you remember Melvin Bullet? He played Bullet. Wow. Antoine Bethea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And we got Mike Vanderjack or Adam Vinatieri for the kicker. (laughs) (laughs) Punter Pat McAfee. I'm with it. Why he retired so early? Yeah, they said he had a bunch of knee surgeries. Oh. Let's have me do the Falcons. Do you really want to do the Falcons? No, what was the other team he said? Oh, Oh, let's do the Falcons. (laughs) (laughs) Should we do the Falcons? You already do the Packers? Yeah That would be a good debate with Rodgers and Favre We did that He's the the Bart Star fanboy Bart Star won all this He got all this all that No I'd take Rodgers No I got outvoted. I'm the one who said Favre. Everybody else said uh, Bart yeah, Starr. I said Favre. I said Bart Starr. Everybody else said Bart Starr. I said Favre. Rodgers loves the more Super Bowls than I said Favre for, for like Rogers. until Rodgers retired. Once Ro- Aaron listen. Rodgers lost him a couple Super Bowls, too. Yeah. Yeah. Rodgers. He's only in what? One? Rodgers touchdown. Yeah, well, 15 to 1. He lost in the first round. <laughs> oh. All right. So we're going to do the Titans slash Oilers. Ooh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Ryan Bertrand said that. Not, uh, Shout out to who, who was Ryan that? Ryan Bertrand. Said. Shout out to him. Yes. Hey, yes. Jordan there. Now that, oh, so quarterback, Warren Moon. Warren. Moon or McNair? Uh, or McNair. McNair. See, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good debate. I'm taking McNair. I'm taking Moon. That's what well, we have. Well, Titans. Titans slash Oilers. Compare the accolades. Oh, man. See, McNair was all heart, man. It ain't close. MVP in the 12 and 4 season, I think it was. Yeah, he's a co-MVP. Co-MVP. Hey, Eric McNair played with a broken sternum. You got to show That guy was the toughest player in NFL history. I'm going with McNair. McNair, yeah. I got he McNair. played with a broken rib, broken eye socket, three uh, ACL injuries. Ooh, I'm about to be real petty. Stop, yo. Come on, yo. Ooh, I you talking myself. about me. You going to talk about his death, wasn't he? I'm going to take a couple bullet wounds. <laughs> see? Hey, see? Shout out to Vince Young. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Young, honorable mention. Curry <laughs> Collins got more, hey, got more uh, hey, right to be up there than uh, Vince Y'all want on the numbers? Shout Between the two? Jeff Fisher as well. The worst best coach in the franchise. Damn, <laughs> so, I, I'm a Warren Moon type of guy in this situation. So, I'm going to give you the numbers. I'm going to do accolades and numbers. So, Steve McNair, How many 174 passing touchdowns, 119 interceptions, 37 rushing touchdowns, 31,000 yards, 3,500 rushing yards. All right? Three-time Pro Bowler, um, second-team All-Pro one year, MVP 2003 season, Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Warren Moon. 291 touchdowns, 233 interceptions, 49,000 yards, um, completing percentages, 58%. um, Nine-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro, NFL MVP, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, AFC Player of the Year, NFL Man of the Year, two-time NFL Passing Leader, NFL Passing Touchdowns Leader, 
Um, he won a great five-time Grey Cup champion, I two-time Grey Cup MVP. I, I, I didn't realize. No. <laughs> Real quick, what was the records between the two? What was the winning percentage between Moon and McNair? I think Moon definitely had the better stats. I give it to Warren Moon. He I think winning percentage they would. Yeah, I think McNair. He, he has more. more. He didn't want him to play quarterback. And he no. Did. He went to Canada, came back, and yeah, he, he deserves it. Yeah, that's a big body of work. You got to put Moon up there. I didn't realize it was that. You know. Oh, this is this is a good one though. Eddie George or CJ two K? Errol Campbell is Errol another Campbell. one. Oh, it's, Eddie, it's yeah. between Eddie George and uh, Earl Campbell. Sure. Earl Campbell, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, I like Eddie George, but that's, that's Earl Campbell. <laughs> I like Eddie George, but Earl Campbell. You still gonna remember Eddie George? Let's see. Let's see what he did. Wide receivers. Let's see his first one. Let's see his first one. Let's see. That nigga. Who? Yes, you think that. Who the hell is yet? Boy, you don't get that with these Steelers. With these Steelers, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, he might be the franchise leader. He, dis- he is disrespectful. Derek Mason earns his Derek Mason. Thank you, yo. He, just be, he be disrespectful. Actful, man. Derek Mason. Derek Mason earns his spot up there, even though he was more of a punt returner for them. Oh, stop it. One or more of a punt returner for them. Who was the big guy when Moon was playing quarterback? I know I thought Andre Reid came over from Buffalo for a couple years, but I could be wrong on my. I think it was No. It was another. It was. um... Ernest Givens. It was Ernest Givens. Givens, yeah, yeah. That's and um, Haywood Jeffries. Um, yeah, that's what it was, Ernest Givens. Yeah, Givens. I might have to put that one. Givens is a wide receiver. Givens, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three. I'll say well, That's a good question. Yeah. We might have to go with two running backs. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie George. <laughs> so Eddie George is a running receiver who deserves to be on the list. Eddie George belongs on the right. Road. That's my thing. thing. Might have to go with two running backs. Have another one receiver now. So we got yeah, we reaching to put to put Nate Washington. No, no, no. Hell, no. Kevin Dyson. Hell, no, no. Yes, he thinks we ain't even played. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we reaching. Yeah, we got. Yeah, he got to go two backs. Tight end's got to be Frank Weinchick. Let's see. Hey, Dwayne Walker's he, up there. He's creeping, he's ain't he? He's getting there. He's getting there. He's creeping. All right, cool. Let's, let's, let's see. Who else we got? One of them very confident. Matthews is on there. Bruce, Bruce Matthews. Bruce Matthews, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where, we, where was he? Did Bruce play he's tackle or center? He was a, uh, I think he was a guard. I'm thinking guard, too. Put him at all of them. Let's put Bruce Matthews down the line. Then they have a Greg Kowski that was good too. Oh, yeah. yeah, recently, uh, Bruce's brother. Oh, Steve Hutchinson. Hutchinson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They got uh, Kevin Mawai at exactly. Center, yeah. Yes. When did he get in the Hall of Fame? That's a good question. Yeah, he Isn't he already, already in? in? I think he's already in, yeah. He oh, yeah. Jet, yes. Yeah, yeah. Steve. What was his name? Um, Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Hutchinson only played one year there, though. I just I just looked for that one. It was one year? Yeah. I thought he's. Oh, you're right, because he played for Seattle for a while, signed the big deal in Minnesota. Wow. 
Taylor Lewan and Jack Conklin, even though they're still be. young. They will be. That's, one that's, that's going to be the two yeah. tackles. <laughs> that's going to be the two tackles. Matter of fact, throw them up there now. I don't even care. Yeah. They, they, they're going to be there. They're going to be there. Yes. That's fine. Oh, can they I get defense? They got a lot of good defensive linemen from there. I think Franey. Franey? Not Franey. The Freak. Juan Curse. Curse. Javon Curse for sure. Vanden Bosch. Yeah. He's the end. Yeah, Vanden Bosch. Hey, we could put uh, Jarrell Casey as one of these. You all right with me. You all right with me, good sir. You are all right with me. Casey's played both. He's played the exactly. end. Yes, yeah, sir. Hainsworth and Casey. Yep. Hey, I put Hainsworth yep. up there. Hainsworth for sure. He up there. Go 4-3. Just because he ripped off the red screen. <laughs> 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 nah, just because he stepped on somebody's forehead. That was he up on that list. So stupid. He did step on that forehead. That's a nice four. V-A-N-D-E-N-B-O-S. Yeah. Yo, that's a bit. See? Oh, they un- they understand. Keith Bullock it was one of my favorite. Hey, he's a beast. Period. No recognition. Yeah, he's a lot like Gordon Fletcher. Where he's that's a, the, the, the perfect career. The perfect comparison. Yeah. K or H? Randall Godfrey was another one. Uh, K. That's K. That's it. Uh, who else we got? I put a ragpole. I put a rag pull up there. Is it early for him? Though? Hell no. No. A rag pull's still getting busy. What? How many played for what, two years then? Three. Four. <laughs> two years. <laughs> just left from, from Washington. Hey, you just left. Washington hey. the first year. You left a long time ago. Right. <laughs> I mean, if we put Conklin up there at the rookie year, I mean, I can see a rag pull going. <laughs> we reaching. That ain't a reach to me. Let me think. Who else was on that? Come on, there's got to be some old-time people up on this. Yeah, there's got to be some Oilers. I think we're just looking at the Titans right now. We're putting that one Oiler on defense. Right. Oh, okay. You tell me an Oiler. Skip, go to corners. I'll give you an Oiler. Samari. Samari. Exactly. (laughs) He was an Oiler and a Titan. Right. (laughs) How about Blaine Bishop? Blaine Bishop. At safety. Uh, what you think? Marvel. At corner? Uh, he, was, he was nasty back then. He was good. Not Raven Samari Roller. Right. Come on, <laughs> man. I don't care what Samari Roller was. <laughs> you said Blaine Bishop, right? At yeah, safety. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's too early. Hey, my friend. Who was on that Super Bowl team? They went to the Super Bowl once. Samari Rowe was on that squad. Uh, Roll, Eddie George. Samari Rowe wasn't on that yet. On the Titans? Yeah, Samari Rowe was on there. Yeah, we put Pac-Man Jones as a corner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Was a legend. <laughs> hey, we could Cortland Finnegan, if you want. Yeah, hey, I'll, Finnegan's uh, got some Pro Bowls. Finnegan was good, yeah. Who? Cortland Finnegan. Finnegan. One Andre Johnson knocked out. <laughs> right, that's, that's, how, that's how I remember. <laughs> you can't get dropped by your rival and make my bullet. What is Andre Johnson, though? 
You gotta give him some. Well, could you put that? He initiated the fight. Like he like five nine initiated fight with a dude that's six five. Yeah. Name the best corner in Rangers history. Can't even think of. C Mac, McAllister. He get dropped by Steeler. He's no longer the best corner. Jimmy Smith get dropped by Steeler. Jimmy Smith get dropped by Antonio Brown. He's cut next week. Who said that? Jimmy Smith get dropped by Double Move. So. I got somebody who wants to start up a debate. He. He's only doing this to mess with me, but he said, who's better, Sam Darnold or J.T. Barrett? Sam Darnold or J.T. Barrett? You know, he's mad. He's mad. I always go with my guy, J.T., but, you know, Darnold's the top quarterback prospect. But if we're talking college football, I'm taking J.T. Taking Barrett. He's a competitor. He's Ohio State's Tebow. I mean, he doesn't have the Heisman. He doesn't have... No, I'm talking about his skill set. I'm not talking about his accuracy. <laughs> I'm talking about he puts it all on the line when he's running for his team. Only college quarterback I've seen better than Tebow. I didn't say he's better than him. I just said he's <laughs> the Buckeyes version of Tebow. Yeah, all right. He's tough. Hey, he's 30 tough. carries. Hey, gone, you got to let them go, well. No. Florida ain't gonna never be the same. Yeah, they will. <laughs> when? Nah, once once they do, Will Greer dirty, and it's not happening. The U has a better chance of getting back. To they will be back soon. <laughs> they be better. Than. I want to say, that's Put Greg Bingham, Ooh. linebacker, Oilers. Bingham. Yeah. Yo, they had George. I forgot George Blander was a, a quarterback and kicker. Michael Griffin at Strong's? Nah. Yes, that's, hey. not, that's not too bad. Hey. Michael Griffin, he had a few years where he was really good with yeah, that. Yeah, he was good. Mm-hmm. Need one more cornerback. Need one corner. I'm going to go with Finnegan. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, you got a point. Hey, I'm going to put Finnegan up there. He got dropped. <laughs> you know he got dropped. He had a hard enough to throw the punch back, no? He didn't. My man started the fight. As a cornerback, your job is to take the number one receiver out of the game. They both got ejected. He took him out of the game. He did his job. Shut down. Put him up there. (laughs) He got burned for like 200 yards. That don't count. I don't know. No, no. If Andre Johnson's inflicting the pain, I think he was having a rough day and – he couldn't handle the talk. Andre no, Johnson's a big guy, him. man. He just got tired of talking. Like, dude, I'm out here putting in work. Put you still talking? You still talking? Right he now. tried to fight a guy that was six five, two fifty. You got outvoted. That's the raggediest team I think we've done. <laughs> <laughs> man, that front four is vicious. Matter of fact, that front seven is vicious. And the funny thing is that front four, other than Casey, they all actually played together. Like, that was yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. I just wish we'd have known more Oilers. To it looks very uh, mid two thousands Tennessee Titans. Right well, when 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 we're thirty and under, so they gotta <laughs> understand. <laughs> Man, well, I definitely appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all coming hey, we today. Appreciate you guys having us out here. Had a great time. It's fun, man. Thank How you. do we follow y'all on social media, Pete? You got you got me on uh, Instagram already at MVP ninety nine. 
And you have me on Facebook as well, like this. So I don't, I don't do Twitter. Okay. I have it, but don't use it. Uh, Instagram at uh, Mosca43, M-O-S-C-A, and uh, Facebook, Vince Mosca. I don't do Twitter. We just established this. Bet. And before y'all go, we got a tradition going. Need y'all to sign the banner. For sure. We'll do. We'll do. We'll Most do. definitely. Follow us Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the Sideline Talk. Um, Fantasy Football, August 27th this at Sunday. the... Tw- it is Sunday. Yeah, it is Sunday. Sunday. 26th. Hold up. No, it ain't. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it is. With Gregor and Mayweather, the 26th. So that's a Sunday. 27th. So we'll, we'll be. All right. August 27th at the Tilt the Kilt in White Marsh this Sunday. Um, fantasy football. $60 gets you in. Exactly. DM me. Um, just DM the group page um, on Instagram at the Sideline Talk or um, hit us up on the Facebook group at the Sideline Talk if you need any. Registration um, with the PayPal information on it. Um, if you're paying cash, I will be up there starting around four thirty, maybe five o'clock. If you're paying cash, so we can start draft at six o'clock. People got Game of Thrones and Power to watch. And well, Power is they looked out for us two weeks away for the finale, so I'm good. Oh, two weeks. Yeah. No, hold up. I was upset. I was upset, but then I just thought about we got the draft, so I ain't got rush. Yeah, it's two weeks away. It sucks. Damn, that, that dude, hold up. What? Yeah, it's two weeks. That sucks. All right, anyway. <laughs> be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details.